Hi Sport fans, just a quick note before you get into the podcast. Uh, we recorded this last night before the news of Miles Bridges today, so just take that into consideration when you're listening to the podcast. I think all the DeJounte Murray stuff remains relevant, as that also went down today. Surprise, surprise for us, we record the night before and then boom, the next day everything comes out, so enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Sport Codex Show, episode 107, coming in from the not-so-winterless north, where it is hosing down with rain all day. We've got Twain and Aiden on to talk some NBA tonight. Twain, how's things, man? Pretty good? Good, good, very good. Uh, just trying to keep up with all this uh, news that's been going on, eh? Like, very, lots of, lots of news the last couple of days or so. Especially our teams. There's, mm. there's been a been a bit happening around in Detroit. Mr. Troy Weaver mm. pulling a few triggers on things. So we'll get into talking about that and uh, maybe some not so good transactions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that team in Charlotte, Aiden. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's lucky we didn't do a pod the day of the draft because I would have not been very, very pleasant to talk. I'm uh, I st- I'm I'm a I'm okay now. I still things still annoy me, but I was like, you couldn't talk to me when that happened on the day of the draft. I was I was, I was furious. All I saw was your Twitter that day because I was working, and then <laughs> I opened it, and it just every time I scrolled down, it was like every second message was you just fucking emptying yeah. the clip on the <laughs> on yeah. the Hornets. Yeah, I was I waiting was... for the Hawks logo to come up on the Twitter profile. <laughs> That's why I asked yeah. her, like, Hawks help, him, help my man out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was tempted. I was tempted. <laughs> yeah, I could yeah. tell. I could tell on the tone and those characters on the tweets. So was... Those exclamation oh, yeah, points. I was, yeah, I was. <laughs> I, yeah, I get, I get annoyed with things and I'll say shit, but I was just genuinely angry. It was not good. Well, let's hope uh, Mark I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little better now, but we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens as we talk about shit on the pod. I might get fired up again. Well, we're going to talk draft. We're going to talk our teams. We're going to talk a few other trades and bits and pieces that are going on. Let's talk the draft first, because then we can get into why you weren't so happy and why I was very happy. Mm. Twain, I don't know. How... How are you feeling, man, coming, actually? Because well, there's been a lot of Pistons and Tornets talk, which is mm. good for a change. How about Philly? You've been quiet, man. Like, oh, I can't really do anything, to be honest. Eh? <laughs> like, I, I mean, you've you got Melton there. Melton. Yeah, I was. that was a handy pickup. I've always been a big fan of his going back the last couple of years. I think he's just one of those guards, those 3 and D guards that you need on a you know, a team that's going to be good. And, you know, he was pretty valuable for the Grizzlies last year. And I was surprised that the price that they paid for him, like I was expecting him for someone like that, you would expect the price to be a bit more steeper. But, you know, Maury pulling his, you know, tricks out of the bag again. So so I can't complain. But, yeah, been quiet. Um, obviously hearing the PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon thing, I don't know why we're trying to run back the Rockets <clears throat> from 2017. I don't know what's that. Might be a That's GM, a, I think. Yeah, yeah, probably the GM. But I'd, other than that, like, yeah, the Melton stuff um, been, it was was a surprise. And I think, you know, 
might be making way for a thighball trade, I guess, because, you know, it seems like every other time I open up Twitter or anything, his name's attached to, I think it's the Bulls. I think the last couple of times I've seen the Bulls are really keen on getting him in. So, yeah, I don't know. But pretty happy with Melton, to be honest. Would Shake Milton be the one to trade now rather than a thighball? Like, mm, like yeah. Milton seems a bit more like Melton to me. Yeah. But uh, they're quite similar. Mm, I th- I think that's probably the way I would go because um, I've always been a big fan of Thibault, but I think the playoff series, or especially mm. the, you know this year, I think it's left a sour taste and you know maybe the front office's mouthed about him, especially the stuff with the you know not getting his jab and that sort of thing. So yeah, I don't know. Um, personally, if there wasn't that issue there, I would have kept Thibault and Melton because Melton's an excellent defender as well. And, you know, we can replace some of Shake's points with what Melton brings. I think he averaged, like, double digits last year or close to it. Yeah, so, 10, just over yeah, 10. Just over 10. So, you know, we can replace um, <clears throat> uh, Sniper's points. So if that was me, I would make that decision. But, um, yeah, I think they're sort of leaning on trying to move Fireball from what I've read and everything. Yeah, Shake seems an obvious one to me. He's a bit mm. more ball dominant, you know, and but you already got Maxi there too, Melton mm. and Harden. Like, don't yeah. really need Shake. Well, Shake's good, man. Like I've always yeah, been a fan of Shake. I, I like him too. There was a Clippers game a couple of years ago, and he just fucking exploded for like almost 30, 40 or something like that. But yeah, it was he's like, like his fifth game in the league or something, eh? And he went yeah, off. Yeah, just went off. So like anyone that picks him up, he'll be a handy backup point guard. Like he's, he, I've always been a big fan of Shake's. Yeah, same. I, I think he'd just be the more valuable guy to trade mm. off. Hard. Um. Yeah. Draft any. Any surprises? And like, there's a little bit of surprise of Bankiro going one over over Chet and even Jabari. I think Jabari was a favorite with the bookies. Mm. Um, it's oh, no surprise to me. Yeah. Though. He was he was touted as the favorite. You could tell by like looking at his face mm. that he was yeah. very disappointed he didn't go first overall. Mm. Like not necessarily that he's unhappy in Houston, but you know the fact he thought. He was the first overall pick. You know, his agent probably hyped him up as the first overall pick. And then you could literally see on his face how disappointed he was when his name wasn't the one called. Yeah, it was mm. quite, yeah, that, that reaction, you can't hide it. The yeah. emotions yeah. are out there. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I, I, that top three could have gone any order for me, personally. I, I did not know. So there was no no surprise there for me, really. And mm. there was a bit of Bankero hype towards in there from some of the more well-known analysts and <clears throat> things like that so yeah not, not much of a surprise to me how about keegan murray going forward to the kings mm. I, mean, I mean the fit is right isn't it they mm. you know the ivy box back or you know there's a big question marks on that but what, what trade, gets me about trade. it um yeah so what what gets me about it is that the Kings knew how desperate the Pistons wanted Jade and Ivy. Why not try and get like a future pick or some sort of asset to swap? But like, were we so desperate? Were oh, we by by all accounts, yeah. Everything I just, read is the Pistons yeah. is the Pistons wanted them. Mm. None of that was really coming from insiders in the Detroit front office. Like there was like if you listen to uh, James Edwards, who's one of the main guys for the athletic. Mm. Co- Pistons. There wasn't that talk about it. They were more. I think it was more hyped from people going. We need. They need Ivy. They need Ivy rather than Keegan Murray. I think it was more fan driven almost, or 
or non-Pistons yeah. media driving that that there was there was also there's also the Detroit link his his mother Look played like, for Detroit yeah. and mm. someone else in his family his played for Detroit as well played for the Detroit Lions that's what yeah. it is yeah so like I I think yeah you you might be right in that sense so but like what still why I don't get why the Kings wouldn't like try because Troy, the fit Troy was Weaver the best would have one. bossed them that's why he would have been like <laughs> he just snaked them man. Yeah, mm. I, I don't. I, yeah, I just don't get the Kings. I like. Yeah, I know. Instead you mean. <laughs> of instead of reaching, you could have moved down and gotten Keegan a couple of spots lower. Just get yeah. something, K. Even if it's a second mm. round pick, just try yeah. and get something out of it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I think it's just it's just terrible GMing. It's being mm. being lazy and doing your job type just thing. do your due diligence eh? just yeah, yeah yeah like at least try and then if it doesn't work out oh well it doesn't work out but mm. by all accounts you know like they said from the start yeah we don't want jay ivy we don't want him we don't want him like why not try and bluff it mm. you know like and yeah, then if detroit the- was desperate oh hey we want ivy we'll move up to four we'll give you this yeah just mm. take just take ivy because like he was the best mm. of the talent on the board. Yeah. Take Ivy and see what happens. You you've got yeah. you've got the the talent there. Now mm. you can trade him because you, you got mm. him. And then like if yeah. Weaver just conned them and they go, ah oh, fuck, they actually took him. Now mm. they have to trade for him. So yeah, 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 yeah. Now let me let me get on the phone with them, try and sort something out. Um, that being said, like last year, the fourth overall pick. Everyone shat on it, and he turned out to win Rookie of the Year. Scotty mm. Barnes, yep. yeah. Uh, the, the, I, f- I feel like the year before that, the fourth overall pick was a considered a reach too. I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, Twenty. Well, Wiseman was two. Edwards, Wiseman, Lamelo. It was a court, no, a Cora. No, Patty Williams to the Bulls four. Yeah. Yeah, and he he turned out all right too, and then just got injured. So I mean he didn't win rookie of the year, but he he was way better than people expected. Yeah, well all those three guys there at four were all guys that sort of rose in the ranks at the yeah. end of, at the towards the after the workouts years. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. But also uh there's also the thing going around where the pick after the king's pick has always turned into a superstar. <laughs> well I'm like hoping the one directly after. I'm hoping. <laughs> mm. I do like Keegan Murray though. Like he like from what I've seen him for at college at Iowa, like he seems to be the type of guy that the Kings need. Like he's all about energy and hustle. Mm. Um, pretty good defender. Um, strong on the boards. Eight, eight pretty good half. shooter too. I think. Yeah, thirty-eight percent from three. What I'm seeing here, but it jumped up from last couple seasons where it was only about twenty-nine percent. So it was last year an anomaly, or was you know he improved his three-point shot enough to that level? Yeah. But from what I've seen of him, and it's very limited, but he seems to be like he's one of those guys that the Kings need. Just a or defensive, you know, powerhouse, good ball handler, can get to the rim pretty easily, you know, and you know probably take some pressure off Sabonis and Fox. So I think it was a good pick. But I agree with you. Like, just do your due diligence. Yeah. Ask the Pistons, you know, for yeah. something. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. and then the Pistons mm. might go, "Oh, nah, we're good." And then, okay, mm. sweet. Mm. But, but you know, th- from from the start, they were like, mm. "No, nah, we don't, we don't want Ivy." They didn't. I don't think they even worked him out. He, I don't think he wanted to go. I, I'm pretty sure he said, "No, nah, I'm not going." 
Would I you think, want to go? Well, he he said that he, <laughs> I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he said that they didn't want him to work out. Ah, okay, I put which it is probably. Uh, hang on, uh, let me see if I can find it. Because I know Ivy worked out for the Magic in number one, which Bankero surprisingly didn't work out for the Magic and was put by them. Mm. With um, just quickly on Keegan Murray for me, high floor dude, you know, like he's going to be a pro. He's going to have a ten year career mm. in the NBA. Good character dude too. So at the end of the day, like they might not get like the best player of the draft, but they're going to get a good one. I think. Yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah solid. It's a guy that can you know play, give you you know twenty eight to thirty minutes a night. Might not get you you know twenty points a game, but might get you like you know anything from twelve to seventeen. You know, five to eight rebounds. You know, good defender. So like. The Kings are in desperate need of people like that. You can't be, you know, fucking trotting out, you know, all these randoms that they sign in free agency all the time. They need someone to establish that three-man position because the last couple of years, that's just a murderous row of people that's been manning that position for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just just going back to Jaden Ivey, the quote he has, I never made the decision to not talk to Sacramento. It just kind of happened. So Which basically like a, means the team didn't reach out, but he wasn't fake. Reaching out the either. Team didn't reach yeah. out. You know, yeah. he's so, not going to bend over backwards. But, you know, the fact that they didn't reach out to him is crazy to me. Yeah, mm. for sure, man. Like, like, come on. Like, after those big three, the bigs, like, that fourth, like, who's going to be at the top of your board? It should have been Ivy. Yeah, it's crazy mm. that they didn't reach mm. out to him. So, yeah, we pick up Ivy. Stoked at that. Real stoked mm. at that. Um, yeah, by all means, should be a great fit in the back of Cade. You know, he's the athlete. Cade is the, you know, the smart head, can do everything, can defend, you know, can cover Ivy on the defensive end. Just, yeah, I like it. I like the combo between mm. them. Different skill sets, but both good offensive-minded dudes. Yeah, and pretty happy with and, that. And he's still got Killian too. So, like, you could have, like, a free guard rotation. You know, it seems like they're trying to you know, bring back the 80s piston style with those three guards, what they used to do yeah. back in those days. So Zeke, you know, Zeke and, 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 and the microwave. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, not comparing those three, obviously, to those three. So, you know, don't want to get it twisted. But, like, it's a good – you can never have too many good guards, if that makes sense. Like, as long as you've got, you know, two your two main ones and one that can come off your bench and, you know, you lose nothing, you know, that it's always a good thing to have. Yeah. Agreed, man. It's pretty, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty happy. Mm. You should be. <laughs> Your team's coming up. <laughs> yeah, well, we're sort of almost getting too much hype, and I, I sort of don't like it because like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah. I'm going to watch the Pistons next year, man. It's Jalen Do you, do you know what's it's cool the last couple of years? Like, especially of oh, Aiden with the Hornets. You know, I saw him, like, get excited about all his young guys, and now I'm seeing you get excited about all your young guys. It was the, exactly the same thing I went through with the 76ers. Like, you get all these bunch of young guys and they start playing together and you just, you just fucking, after all the losing that you take, you just, you can't help but get excited. Yeah, man, it's been a while, 2008 uh, yeah. for me. Yeah. Oh, no, no, you don't get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been so long since we won one of our four, <laughs> three or four championships. Hard. I wasn't even born when my team last won one. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I can we, remember. We haven't even won a seven-game playoff series. Like, come on. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, Twain brought it up, man. Twain brought oh, it I, know, up. I know. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> All but I was yeah, saying, was, I'm just happy for you that, to see yeah, you guys yeah. like smiling and be happy and, about your team. And yeah, no, you're, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. Like seeing a guy like Lamelo on the Hornets is crazy. Like, you know, we've had well one All Star, two All, no, one Al Jefferson didn't make the All Star, so one All Star in the. Um, I guess the the rebirth of the Hornets until until Lamelo this year. Um, so yeah, yeah it, it is cool mm. getting getting yeah getting some the like, Bobcats run, bro. Like yeah yeah yeah. Like, the the Hornets rubbish. have had it rough, man. So <laughs> so getting someone like Lamelo, and this is why I get so pissed off when when all these people are like Lamelo's gonna lead, like the Lamelo stands. Mm. Like it just it fucks me off, man. And then you know. Like uh, the or everyone like Miles is gonna leave and it's like he's fucking restricted. There's so many people that don't understand how restricted free agency works. Yeah. Or or bird rights, like just so many people. Like, you know, well if the Hornets don't trade Gordon Hayward, they can't afford to sign him. No, they can. They got bird rights. It's just bird rights. you know, George's gonna have to pay the tax. Yeah. It's, you know, whether whether he you know, I mean they they Mitch actually said today in a press conference that he's matching whatever miles gets mm. so that's good you know we need i needed him to come out and say it but you know it was it was a matter of you know the hornets could always match it was whether jordan was willing to match mm. but oh. now you know it's it's come out that he's willing to match so i just find it crazy that you guys rehired steve clifford again like oh yeah that's uh it's interesting yeah i'm like i'm, I'm at first, when it happened, I was like, oh, fuck. Not because Steve Clifford's a bad coach. I actually think he's a very underrated coach. But mm. more for how it looks. Like, yeah. we just botched the fucking draft. At the time, it looked like we were going to fumble miles. We we might still fumble miles, but right now it looks good. But at the time, it looked like he was gone. Mm. Um, And then we hired a coach that we fired, you know, like, four seasons or five seasons ago and yeah. you know and then of course the kenny atkinson thing that, that's no fault of our own that's kenny atkinson being a fuckhead mm. but you know like it, it was just a really fucking rough two three weeks mm. and then yeah with the draft and yeah that's was, that's part of why i was so angry at the draft and just because you know like the kenny atkinson thing we went into the draft without a coach like it was just a mess man well, not ideal let's continue on about your hornets here quickly and we'll get back to the draft after and the miles bridges thing too now with detroit making this other trade taking on salary mm. it sort of wraps up their sort of pursuit of miles bridges maybe there wasn't even one to begin with um Maybe it was all rumours. Who knows? But yeah, I, I have a feeling that, a lot of it is, is uh, clutch. Yeah, do you? Does that sort of give you a bit of optimism that is that he'll stay with the Pistons, sort of soaking up a bit I, of salary? I my thing wasn't so much. Miles said he wanted to stay. He said he would take less money to stay. I think it was the media hyping the the Miles is leaving thing. And also with all the bad shit that had happened to the Hornets leading up to that, it was just like, oh, yeah, what's one more thing? So it was sort of a – but I don't know how much of a threat the Pistons really were. It's sort of their hometown uh, connection thing. 
yeah, like they they I wouldn't be surprised if they had interest. You know, he mm. he was actually would be a good fit. Oh yeah, we, we should have had yeah. interest for sure. Yeah, but I don't think there was a I I don't I could be wrong. Maybe they were willing to throw the max in. I don't think they were actually going to throw the max at him. Mm. Um, yeah, I I just yeah, it's you know, and yeah, like Miles said, hey, you know, I want to after something happened and Miles went on TV the next day and said, Charlotte's where I want to be. If I have to take a little less money to make that happen, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and then the draft happened, and then everyone's like, oh, fuck it, Miles is gone now. And so, yeah. <laughs> Just pile on. Pile on all yeah, the bad but, shit happening. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think there was really uh, like a uh, – I like I was I was just down on it. I I was like, yeah, he's going because you know, oh, the fucking coach left, and then we hired the old coach, and then the draft. Oh, Mitch is giving away fucking draft picks. Um, and and I was there was a little bit of me that thought, oh, well, Jordan's just going to avoid paying the tax, and so that's that's where the the fear came. Mm. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't so much that someone was going to steal Miles. It was that Jordan was going to be cheap about it. You can't be cheap, Jordan. You've got to, no, you've got to no, you're a up. fucking billionaire. Stop it. So other than Clifford being the old coach and the bad look mm. of it, how do you actually like his style? I mean, you've been there, done that. How do, how yep. do you think his so, style will work with this team? Good defensive coach. Uh, um, old school. You know, he even had he even had Kimber playing passable defense. Mm. Um, so, yeah, very good defensive coach. Limits turnovers. Um, the only thing he's going to have to uh, adjust his offensive style because he likes to play a very slow style. But he's he's come out and said, you know, uh, the he had a press conference today and it was actually I didn't catch the whole thing, but I, I looked at clips and I really liked what I was hearing. So he he came out and said, you know, like um, you can't guess what a player's skills are. You've got to study each player and make an offensive plan around that. Lamelo Ball is one of the young bright talents in the league he likes to play fast we're gonna play fast mm, that's good but yes so you know uh, i think borrego was never really a great defensive coach and i think getting getting someone like clifford and now when when miles uh if if he comes back or when he comes back lamello pj they're all young so you teach them these habits now so then as they develop they develop with these 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 habits ingrained in them mm. you know so like Lamello's only 20 years old uh miles is 24 pj's 23 you know like yeah it, it's i i actually i like the hire i just didn't like how it looked when it happened yeah. it's just like oh what else can fucking happen on it you know mm. it's like, like it's like going back to that old girlfriend that you broke up with uh, after you know a couple yeah. you know had a couple of years off and you still you know think something might be there that what the kind of vibe yeah, that I got from like it. Like you you dumped her really publicly mm. and then and then you had this, you know, the younger girl type thing. Like, hey, look at my hot new girlfriend. And then it turns out she Down was Florida. crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turn, turns out she was nuts. So you fired her and went back with the more more sensible, you know, the but, more stable one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks kind of weird, but it's probably better for you in the long run. So I just yeah, had a better quick... the devil you know than the devil yeah. you, don't. you don't know. Yeah, I just had a quick look on you know his coaching you know history and whatnot. Mm. So that year that 
the best year that he had under you guys was the almost 50 win season, yep. the 48 and 34. So yep. offensive rating that year was ninth out of 30th, which is, I thought was quite oh, surprising. Yeah. 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 And then defensive rating was eighth yep. out of that. So obviously that Sorry was a sporting card. That's, that's, yeah. that's what you want. And that's the team that I'm looking at here, like just on talent alone, like it's, the team that you guys got now, I would, I feel like, is more talented than this bunch mm. of players. Well, that yeah, back then we had Kemba and not much else. Uh, Batum was your second leading scorer at fourteen yeah. points a game. Yeah, um, yeah. and then and we were we were what ninth in offensive rating. Ninth in offensive, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And then With Clifford as the coach, yeah. And you had Marvin Williams, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, uh, Courtney Lee, Jeremy Lin. Al Jefferson. That was, Frank, I really liked Jeremy Lin off the bench for us that year. Yes. I think I think he was a big, big reason we did so well. That's the Mohawk Jeremy Lin, eh? The, yes, it was, yeah. The, the, yeah. Fucking, the giant Mohawk, yeah. Yeah, and he was really was good. Awesome. At, got six man of the year buzz that year, I remember too. Mm-hmm. So the big question with Mark still remains on a, on a big, on a centre. Mm. Yeah. Now, we can talk about the trade between us now too, which is a bit painful for you, Aiden. Jalen Duran, thirteenth. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Reportedly, then Wojan Shanzai. He's trading to Detroit. He's trading to New York, and then ends up being the old yeah New York. Then off to Detroit. Yeah, so technically, Shams was was right because he said Charlotte traded him to New York, which they did, and then New yeah. York traded him to Detroit. So you had thirteen and fifteen. So it was the thirteenth pick, and then you mm-hmm. then you pick up Mark Williams two picks later. Now, I, I know you wanted Jalen Duran before you wanted Williams. I still think Williams is a good, good young big who, who can work mm-hmm. for you guys, but it is, it's still the sort of piece which is lacking. Like, who are these JT Thor or Kai Jones or now you've got Mark Williams in the mix and and there's still talk of M Plums is going to be the guy and, you know, it's just, a, it's just a bit of a mess, that big dude. Eh? So what what needs to happen, man? Like, do you just need to trade in plums and make one of these young guys like you're going to be our starter? Like, so they they said today in the press conference that the goal is to not just make the playoffs, but to get past the first round. That's the goal for this coming season. So in plums can't uh, be your starting centre yet. No, in, no, in my eyes, that's the thing. Like Mitch himself has basically has hinted that he wants to basically run it back. And, like, mm-hmm. we, you know, we won, what did we win, 48 games? 40, yeah. 43 games, 43. 43. We were over 500. Um, and it just so happened that everybody in the East was really fucking good. So we we were a bit unlucky in that sense. Yeah, well, you were uh, up in, like, fourth spot for a while. Yeah, we had, we, had one, we had one bad month in the whole, in the whole season. So, it, yeah, it was... It was yeah, but I, I agree that it can't be Mason Plumley. He's not your starting center. I like Mason Plumley. I think he's a good veteran. Uh, he'd be a good bench big, you know, 15 yeah. minutes off the bench. He cannot be the starting center on a team that wants to get past the first round in the playoffs. He just can't. He um, wants to run too. Yeah, yeah. Now, with JT Thor is is pegged more as a a very tall, lanky, small forward, the way he plays. Yeah. Yeah. He's um he's quite quick. He's a good shooter. He is like I'm trying to think who he would remind me of. Not not like Kevin Durant or anything like that, but like a 
uh, I don't want to say Anthony Randolph because he was such a bust, but that's who it reminds me of. Um, yeah. You know, tall, lanky, uh, athletic, long ass arms, uh, but not strong enough to play the bigger positions. Mm. Six ten, two five. Yeah, like Kai Jones has put on a lot of muscle, um, and he's he's worked really hard. Like you see clips of him, he's working on his shooting. He's been in the gym like since day one of the off season. So and and he was a guy who uh, he enjoyed playing in the G League. So mm. he, he, you know, he said, you know, I, I was happy to play in Greensboro. Um, you know, I worked hard on my game. I'll continue to work hard on my game. He, he's got the work ethic. I think he could be good, but I also see him as a probably more of a power forward and maybe a small ball five. I don't see him as a full time starting five. Um, so he's still lacking a bit there. And McDaniel's too yeah. is another guy. Yeah, he's he's not a center. He's he's not at all. He's yeah. a small forward, power forward. Uh, I think we picked him up. He showed he showed flashes, but he's like a tweener. He's between small forward, power forward. Like he's too slow for small forward, too not strong enough for power forward. He's he's a real real interesting one. He's complete opposite of his brother too. Mm. Um, yeah, his brother just seems like a better player. So it's 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 yeah. Um, you, you sort of don't want that in this you know this modern yeah. age of basketball. A guy that can't play either. Yeah, you know, yeah, forward yeah. position. I mean, yeah, geez, I mean, he's, he's back in the day, it might have been just yeah. a small forward, but nowadays, yeah. like, man, you have to, yeah, you have to go up. <laughs> yeah, now, but he he's young. He was only his option was only one point nine mil, so like it, it's worth bringing him back. You know, he might be something, or you can trade him, like attach him to a Mason Plumley, that kind of thing. Um, now, Mark Williams, uh, like my my issues with the draft are nothing to do with him. Uh, he looks like he fills a few needs for us. Uh, good rebounder, good offensive rebounder too. Um, athletic, very good shot blocker. Uh, can run the floor. Good screen setter. Like he he ticks a lot of boxes, but he's not going to come in and be ready day one. No. So you sort of need someone better than Mason Plumley to bridge that gap. Do you just put PJ in there? Yeah, he PJ did good for us, but I like him better as a starting power forward. I think mm. I think this year because we didn't trade him, Hayward comes off the bench, move Miles to small forward. Like that, that was the thing is Miles was playing out of position too. The when he really thrived was when Hayward was out because he was our small forward. That's mm. I think I think yeah I think you bring Hayward off the bench and, and to be honest, bringing Hayward off the bench might limit the injury risk as well. Yeah, so, less, yeah less minutes. So you start mm. Miles, you start PJ at power forward, and then you find a center. I'm surprised we didn't make a play for Nerlens Noel. Like he was essentially free. Yep. <laughs> you know, like we could have we could have offered New York Kelly Oubre, who if you cut him, you're going to save a whole bunch of money because his, his contract comes guaranteed. I think on the third of July or something like that. Or Clifford, maybe 1st of July. Clifford would love Noel too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would be he would have been great great for us there. Um, like it's little opportunities like that. Uh, there's a uh, I I would like for us to go after like Isaiah Hartenstein in free agency. Mm. Um, he was he was he was a pretty underrated big last season. He did a lot uh, of good backup minutes for um Zubats when all yeah. when Zubats was out, so he's he can stretch yeah. the floor too. So it's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like Hartenstein a lot. He would actually probably be one of my top free agent targets. 
Mm. Um, we still need a backup point guard as well. I'm actually really hoping because it sounds like the Pistons are going to buy out Kemba. So I'm, Bring I'm him really, back. Yeah, really he's, hoping. He's definitely bought out. Yeah, he he will. I think he would take a minimum to come back to Charlotte. Yeah, and, I'd like to see that. And and he doesn't even need to be the main backup. He could be the third stringer. You know, you just have him as the veteran in the locker room. Um, you know, he's he's loved in Charlotte. You know, bring bring him back. You know, let him be a mentor to Lamelo. He could you know sort of explain the importance of the city to Lamelo. Uh, what it means to be a star in Charlotte, that like little things like that, you know, like that. Mm. Literally, no one else can teach him. Mm. Yeah, and just a good character dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'd love to see us target like a Delon Wright, or yes. maybe a Tyus Jones. Either of those two, I think, would be really good because we do still need a perimeter defender too. We're very yeah. bad. Clifford might bring that out of a couple of guys, but it would be good to go and get like a guy who can already do it. Yeah, you know it'd be right a, makes sense. Yeah, you know it'd be Sorry, a perfect uh, backup point guard for you, and we just mentioned them about ten minutes ago. Would be um, Shake. Yeah, yeah. If he that's, if he's going if he's going cheap, if you guys are dumping yeah. him, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's um, what it's going to end up happening mm-hmm. anyway. So, and then Shake can you know he's he can't play him more than probably like twenty minutes or so, mm-hmm. but like when he's on the court, like as a backup, like he can do the job for you guys. Yeah. Um question i had for you though like i'm looking at the the free agents for centers and all that mm. and i've spotted a name here that's unrestricted and i don't know your guys cap situation so you'll be able to tell me best mm. is there a possibility for a sign and trade and would you be up for it for yusuf nurkic i think he's too slow for too what slow? we want to do mm. okay I, Just... I i i have seen his name thrown around um, mm. And I do think I think Nurkic is is quite good. Before he broke his leg, mm. he was he was insane. Like he had that massive five by five in the bubble. Yes, I remember that. Like yeah. a, it was like twenty points, twenty rebounds, and then five assists, blocks, and steals, or something crazy, like ridiculous one. And like he's good, but yeah, he's very slow. Just would not work in a running style. I don't think. Mm. No, that's fair. <clears throat> I just, mm. you know, just thinking. But I do, I do like him. I just don't think he would fit fit with you guys. Okay. Yeah. No, that's um, good. one guy I wanted, and this is another thing that pissed me off in the draft, right? So like, the Hornets, they said Mark Williams was their top center over Duran. Like, okay, that's fine. You know, they would have done more research than I did. So I, what? Who am I to argue that? Um, but why not take Williams at thirteen, trade fifteen to the Grizzlies? For Melton in 29, and then take the guy you took in the second round at 29. Mm. Like, then you've got a backup point guard who can also defend on the perimeter, shoots 40% from three on high volume. Like, and and the Grizzlies basically gave him away. It's, I was, as as the team person that got Melton, mm. I was very shocked at the price. Like, yeah, that's but, yeah. insane for but, someone of that talent. Before the draft, and he's young too. He's like mm. young as before, the, and like on a good contract as well, like only like ten mil or eight mm. mil or something like that. Um, mm. Before the draft, there was a lot of noise that Memphis wanted to move up and were offering Melton to do it. Mm. So I just, yeah, that's another thing. Like just a missed opportunity. Like yeah. what, what we ended up doing with the thirteenth pick was so fucking stupid. I don't this, see. This is the part that where I get pissed off. <laughs> the you know, I, I get I get the not wanting Duran. That I, I 
that's fine. You know, it, it's whatever. I can't argue with that. They did the research. I, I just, I can't argue with that. What makes no sense to me, the only way it makes sense is it's money saving. And when you have a lottery pick, that's bullshit. Um, trading a 13 pick for a pick that can be no higher than 19. It's top 18 protected, the pick we get, the Denver pick we get. It's top 18 protected. So the mm. best we can get is 19. We move down six spots, and then we get four second-round picks. No no one cares about second-round picks. Like, sure, you got, you know, your Arenas's and your Ginobili's and your Jokic's, but I... I had you know, That's so Yeah, like, do you know how many people I could look up from the second round that, you know, all three of us would never have heard of? 100%. Yeah, you know, like... <laughs> It's just, it made no sense to me at all. Like, why not use the 13 or the 15, you know, to get an asset or to get off Gordon Hayward's contract or something mm. like that? Like, I think, I, I feel like Detroit probably would have taken Hayward and 13. Um, and then if New York rerouted Kemba to us, like, then mm. then there's not so much going to Detroit. I, I could have seen that if, if they had made up their mind on on not wanting Miles. You know, mm. the, the Miles thing, maybe that ended, you know, like yesterday. So they said, oh, let's take some money, more money from New York. But if they were adamant from the get-go of not wanting to take, not wanting to sign Miles, that could have been something that was discussed. Yeah, it, it, seemed, it, it seems like Detroit wanted to take on salary and yeah, young and assets and picks. Yeah. And rather the, the Hayward, than sign yeah. a big free agent. Yeah. And the Hayward contract, it's only like, it's, it's a lot of money, but it's only till next year. Like, theoretically... The Pistons could move him next year, or you yeah, know, well, it's, yeah. Uh, well, that's exactly what we've done with Burks and Noel. They're yeah. both going to be free agents at the end of the year. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, baffled me. Baffled me. the 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 thirteenth the decision with the thirteenth pick. It was a roller coaster too. So I was watching. It's the first draft I've watched live in a long, long time, and, and I, I wanted. In- I, I wanted. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not fucking doing it ever again. I wanted Duran <laughs> at thirteen. Oklahoma City was picking at 12. So what first it was it was Washington at 10 and I was like they're not going to take him because they've got Gafford and Bryant and Pazingas. They picked Johnny Davis. Then 11 was someone Bushman Ching? Yes. Yeah, so so that was to Thunder. Uh, that was next, the, that was the that was the next pick. Next traded to Thunder. And, and it sounded like the Knicks wanted to keep Mitchell Robinson. So I was like, they're not going to take him. Mm. And then the Thunder, I was like, shit, they could take him. And they could play him and Chet together or whatever. And then when they read it out and it was Jalen, and I was like, fuck, no. And it ended up being Jalen Williams. Mm. And then I was I was ecstatic because Duran was there at number 13. I was like, yes, we're going to get our guy. And then I was like, oh, the Hornets, they could fuck this up, though, because the Hornets always fuck it up. That's what they do. <laughs> and and then they picked him, and I was so happy. I was like, "This is amazing!" And then Chris <laughs> on Twitter said, "Oh, you guys just traded him," and it just sank. And then it got worse, and it got worse as the you know the details of what we got came out. And oh yeah, there, it was I was inconsolable after. I was furious just <laughs> to pull pull the curtain back on on my uh, real life. Uh, my my missus got really mad at me because I was, I couldn't, I was unbearable to be around. 
yeah. I was just it's, it was yeah. It's funny, eh? Like I know you wanted Duran, and I'm mm. just I'm looking at both him and Williams. Like their fucking numbers are like dead on identical, eh? Like even their um advanced analytic stuff, like mm. rebound percentage is only a couple points in Mark Williams' favor. True shooting, Mark Williams. Block percentage is a little bit to Duran, but other than that it's like they're pretty much the shades of each other you know what yeah. i mean like they're yeah. basically the same player but i do get what you mean with the you know they yeah. could have just it's, taken them and it's yeah that my my issue isn't with taking willis mm. uh, my issue is with giving away the 13th yes 100 percent. yeah and that but, that's what made me like i was heartbroken we didn't we got Duran and then we gave him away mm. but yeah my, my issue was never with taking williams uh, it was. I mean, if if we took Williams over Durant, I would have been a little bit upset. And then we did something else with the 15th pick. I would have been upset. But then if they explained, hey, we had Williams higher, blah blah blah, I would have been like, oh, okay, fine, that's cool. It's um, it's but, funny but, on these yeah. um um profiles that I'm reading, even like because you know you read it and whatnot, and they you know compare it to a current NBA player, mm. and both of them have got the same person, DeAndre <laughs> Jordan, Robert Williams. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think they're meaning prime peak, DeAndre. Yeah, yeah peak. DeAndre. Yeah. yeah, not not seventy sixes DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, it's just yeah. a money money saver. Though. Yeah, just crazy. Like it's and it's funny too because like it's your two your guys two teams that are locked in this. Like you guys directly interacted with one another on this trade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to rub it in too much. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was pretty I like now. I'm I'm happy for you because you guys nailed the draft. Yes, so I am. I am happy for you now. Like my yeah, my, my issue. I I was salty at the time. I was like, nah, fuck, fuck all of you guys. I'm not happy for anyone. And I wasn't. I was I was just mad. I was like, nah, if my team has to suck, I want everyone to suck. Um, but yeah, no. Now now that I've cooled off, um, I I am I am happy happy that uh it's the Pistons that are doing well, Carl. Well, mm. you know oh, that that drafted thanks, well, thanks. you know. Yeah, it it but yeah at the time nah nah everyone could go fuck themselves. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was furious. Yes, well we've had a rough rough decade or so, you know. So it's good to yeah. see some positivity come through. Um, no more Charlie even the villain the waiver or being <laughs> caught on talk. Yeah, yeah, Josh Smith. Jeez, well, Josh Smith had the three. I've had those years, but I still don't have the titles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, um. I don't complain much about it. No, no, you you don't. You don't. The funny thing, I'm seeing Pistons fans on Twitter complaining about your team now, about how there's no spacing. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. You don't get to complain now. No. Like, let them play. Us, but yeah. yeah, but, let, but let, them, let them play a bit. I know, man. I know. There's I'm, always a, it's, it's those people, people in every. There's just no pleasing it? some people. Yeah. It's, 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 like, it's like Lakers fans, like. Oh, we I'm, just won a title, but bleh. I'm telling oh. you, telling you now, Carl, you're gonna get an influx of people that are gonna start supporting the Pistons, and they're like, and and they're gonna be, they're gonna be sufferable, like the Lamelo yeah. stands. Yeah, they can sufferable. Yeah, no, they they can piss off. I have <laughs> I have more Hornets fans blocked than any other fan base mm. because Lamelo stands are un. They're unbearable, man. It's like, not. They're not really Hornets fans, are no, they? No, no. They're they're Lamelo fans, and they're unbearable. Like, yeah, you know, they're like thirteen-year-olds and shit. Yeah, yeah. They're not Hornets, man. No. So, um, 
before we, we'll get into the Pistons in a little bit, we'll just wrap up the draft. Was there any other sort of notable pickups or anything for you guys? I was oh, just going back to what we talked about at the top with the top three. Um, I think we spoke about that we were pretty surprised that Jabari didn't go first. But to me, I wasn't too surprised. Like, mm. I think um, Banchero is like clearly got the the body ready. Like, mm. his body yeah. is like. It's is 250, 260? Yeah, 610, hmm. 250. Like, he's ready to go right away. And you pair him up with Wendell Carter, like... And, and, and Wagner. Like, that's a really good front court. That's a nice, core, you know, core. Plus, you've got Cole Anthony as your point. Like, I think the Magic, you know, did the right thing here. I think he's going to be... Like, I see, I see a lot of the, you know, the discourse online was like, oh, they should have taken Chet. They should have taken Chet. But I think Banchero is the one, man. He's... From what I've seen, he can he can go. Man, like, and just you guys talking that there, like, you think of the magic, you talk, you read that out on paper, you're like, fuck, that's a good team. Mm. And now people talking about the Pistons, that's a good team. You talk about Houston, Jabari Smith on Houston works. Yes. You know, pair him up with Jalen Green, you know, mm. you're Jason Tate, um, Shingun, you know, um, KPJ, like, man, the, the quality in the league next year might be the most closest season in a long time. Like mm. we're well, talking, there's just talent for all the teams. Well, look at the look at the number one seed for in the, or in the East specifically. Usually, in a year, you know, in the, in any sort of year that I've been watching the NBA, like a number one seed is usually about fifty eight to sixty wins, right? Like that's sort of the like clear, yeah. clearly the number one seed. But the gap between one, two, three this year was only what two games, three games. If well, if didn't you Milwaukee and Boston and all Miami up on the same record? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. from like fifth down, I think it was like the gap was only about you know a handful of games. So like the East is fucking stacked right now, and you see like these bottom teams that are coming up, like the Pistons. The magic, you know, it's just going to even be harder in the East. That's going to be insane, the, the Eastern Conference next year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even the Thunder now, like, they've got some serious pieces now. Mm. If, if, if Presti plays them. Yes. I think their strategy is, like, they're taking chances on guys and just hoping one sticks. Like, it's very reminiscent of what my team did and when they were doing yeah. their process shit. Like, some they would... Be... Just take you know, taking you know, buying tickets Oops. to the yeah. to the lottery and then hoping one of the tickets sticks, you know, Ashes, like indeed. Yeah, Sarich, you know, there was years that they took dudes, you know, randomly, and I think that's what the funder are doing as well. But you know, credit to them, you know, they've got all these, you know, these three guys that they picked up, they're you know, really good fits for them, especially you know, taking a chance on someone like Ding, like he's a high ceiling, high project guy, like. Cool. They, they they can do that because they can afford to do it. Yeah, I mean, if they if they're healthy and they all play, like that's you look at their team is good. That's a good mm. team too. Yeah, yeah, Giddy, Holmgren, like, come on, man, that's going to be a fun team too. Like, and, and despite what you know, Aiden was saying about the Hornets, I still expect them to be like forty three to forty seven wins next year. Like, that's you know, they're too fucking good not to to be that kind of you know, to drop out of the playoff race completely. Like, I still think they're going to be pretty decent. Yeah, well, imagine, like, a good season from Book Knight and yeah. you know, Miles Bridges re-signs and he improves again. Like, he had a damn good year. Mm. PJ, you, you, I know PJ. you guys like PJ. 
Mm. You know, Lamelo's gonna should be better under Clifford. Like Rosier, like that's a good squad. Like as I mm. say, they won forty three games last year. It's it's oh yeah, they need they need these expansion teams, man. Because yes, yes, I was just gonna bring that up. This, yeah, there's like yeah, it, it makes talent. sense for the Spurs, and we'll talk about Dijonte a bit later. But it makes sense for the team because like fuck, mm. all these other teams are gonna be good. Like they're gonna win games unless mm. they sit sit a lot of players. Um, is that does that wrap it up for the draft for us? Was there anything else? No, I just want to. I want to. There's a couple of guys I want to um, touch on really quickly. So one, New Orleans got a couple of guys. So they got Dyson Daniels, yeah, from Australia, uh, and then they got a guy who fell, who was actually slated at, at one point, like late lottery or early twenties pick. Uh, EJ Liddell mm. dropped all the way to forty first, and. No one can explain why. Like, I was watching it on, on Twitter, and just nobody uh, knew why this dude was dropping so low. So normally uh, it's injury or something like that to drop. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, but character? normally when there's an injury, people know. Or, or character, like, no, no, I didn't see any mention of his character or anything like that. But, yeah, um, just one of those things. Maybe he just had really bad workouts. Rashad Lewis-type drop. Yeah, I reckon, you know, like just nothing come up, but, you know, just teams weren't, you know, just weren't high on them for whatever mm. reason. Um, speaking and, of um, what you just said, Aiden, about guys that, um, you know, you're excited about. Mm. Um, did you guys like to pick from the Spurs, Jeremy Socher? Like, he seems like, like in five years time, he seems like a Spurs guy that's going to be like 18, 7 and 7, doesn't he? Like, he just got that mm. skill set. Yeah. I, I was surprised that he went that high because mm. uh, he, he was a guy that the Hornets were talking about at 15, not 13, but 15. Mm. Um, and yeah, went up at ninth. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't realize he's uh, of Polish descent. Yeah. So I don't think uh, he's, I think. Uh, there's some, it's something to do with his, his mother, he, I believe. He's not yeah. Polish himself. Yeah. But it, it's, it's some place that's either, either his mother or father. Uh, uh, da, 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 oh, da. I think his mother was his a mother played for Poland. Player. Yeah. Mm. She she yeah. played in Poland. I don't. Yeah. She's Polish, but they lived there long enough. Or yeah. when he was a kid or something. Yeah. That's what that it is. So his, his mother's citizenship qualifies him to play for Poland. Yeah, I like those sort of things like that. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Such a Spurs pick though, eh? Just like oh, yes. oh yeah, Spurs written yeah. all over it, and yeah. then like. I'm just looking at his profile here. Can do everything else but shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. And Chip, Chip England, I guess, is still employed by them. And he was the one that famously got Kawhi's oh, jump shot yeah. up to up to standard. So, like, if you yeah. know, if he ends up being, I just, I can just see it. He's going to be like, you know, sixteen, eighteen a game, five and five or seven and seven, just like what they did with Jonte Murray. That was the knock on Murray coming out. Sure. Like, I'm, you know, they're just going to do it again. For fuck's sake. There's, there's one other sort of organization that's, that has all those players like that, and we just mm. mentioned before. Well, it's not an organization, it's a country. What's up with these Aussie players that can do everything but can't shoot, man? They can't mm. shoot. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, So Chan's <laughs> comparison is fucking Ben Simmons. Like, that's, yes. that's like Simmons, direct... Giddy, like Giddy's not because he can't shoot. Dyson Daniels not, can't shoot. Like, Simmons oh. won't even fucking attempt to shoot. Like, the, World, the World Cup teams <laughs> will just be doing a 3 2 zone the whole yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So I had there's two more I wanted to touch. So one is just a cool story. Uh, Cleveland drafted Evan Mobley's older brother Isaiah. Mm, that's um, cool. Which is which is pretty cool. And then the other one I really liked Milwaukee's draft. So they got Marjon Beauchamp at 24. Um, he was in the he was in the G League last year. Uh, so he he's looking pretty good. He's got a real real homeless uh, and stuff like that. Inspirational story as yeah. well. Yep. Um, so, you know, obviously he's going to be, uh, he's going to work hard and he played high school ball. His coach was Brandon Roy. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. But he was, he was, uh, reserve. He backed up Michael Porter Jr. But he, Mm. he bounced around schools trying to find, uh, you know, like a home basically. Four high schools, one community college before the G League. Yeah. So, it's really, really cool to see him make it, and he should get a chance on on the Bucks too. Like, mm. he actually, he plays a position where they're weakest, which is quite convenient considering how how good the Bucks are. Mm. So he he should definitely get a chance. And then the Bucks also took our boy Hugo Basson with the final pick. The breakers. Yeah. So, yeah. So whether I don't know how much playing time he'll get, he'll probably end up in the. Uh, in the G League for a bit, but Fuck. just just cool to cool to see, you know. Shout out to the Breakers, man! Getting all these people drafted, eh? yeah. RJ Hampton, Usman Ding, and now Hugo Basos. Fuck, that's that's something, and, man. And then they just picked up a guy for this coming season, another French prospect who's who's uh, slated to be Frenchies. Yeah, slated to be a, a lottery pick as well. Uh, Ryan Ryan Rivera, something like that. I forget his name. Man, the French should be like. Will champs in like five years. Yeah, yeah. This Jimbiana dude has been talked up like like Zion just about at the moment. How good yeah. he is. Yeah. Killian Hayes, obviously second on the <laughs> Nick Batu. Uh, Uncle Rudy. Yeah, Uncle Rudy. Mm. Actually, that that's gonna be pretty deep, man. Fournier, like they should have good squad, man. All these young French dudes coming up, so good on them. Mm. Um, um, oh, sorry, real, real, real quick. Last thing for me. On the on the draft, so the Victor dude, um, he, he he, I believe he plays for the team that is owned by. There there might be a reason why the Spurs are so keen to get him, because the team he plays for is owned by Tony Parker. Yeah. There's your, there's the connection. So, so first Tony Tony might be on the on the phone to pop like. Hey man, do anything you can to get this guy. Like it's your next Tim Duncan type dude. He looks insane if you watch some highlights of this. Yeah, yeah. Seven three two thirty. Moot. Uh, fucking hell. First game in French in the French league was twenty two eighteen five blocks four assists. Yeah. Fucking. And hell. he can shoot. And he can shoot. He's like That's... the two K dude. That yeah. Can do everything. He's the he's the he's the two K guy when you like pre order the. $150 version and you can get all your skill <laughs> yeah, boosts yeah. at one time and you're like 90 get all the from VC. day one. Yeah, get all the v- He's that guy. He's you're like, what 90. the center's doing that fucking can't big dribble behind the back? <laughs> <laughs> he's, the, he's that guy. He's the guy that's level that 90 guy. on day one. Yeah, <laughs> he's that guy. Um, well, that wraps up about the draft there. Good, yeah, good draft for me. Like that. Mm. So we might as well talk a bit of Pistons because it seems like everybody transactions involved with them, starting uh, with, with the draft. The um, joys of having money. Mm. Yeah, well, but 
And a little bit looking to next year too, now that we're taking on this um, expiring salary, we're going to have a big chunk of cash ready to go next off-season. Mm. Like not this free agency, the next one. Like We're going to have 35 mil plus already. Blake's money's coming will be off the books. Um, if we don't re-sign Burks in a well, the years will be gone. I think Diallo's up at the end of the year. Yeah, his his option got picked up so at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. like that. I think it was about 5.9. Happy mm. with that. Uh, we didn't retain Frank Jackson. Uh, Luca Garza, we also let go. I like Frank Jackson too. I think he sort of had a little mini revival of us, but he got injured, which was a bit of a pity last year because he was coming on strong. He's sort of the underrated sort of driver to the hoop dude. You think he's just a shooter, but he's he's a flat out scorer, man. I think he'll be a good pickup for one for a team somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gets his shot. Um, yeah, Noel Burks today, and we pick up some picks from the Knicks, mm. doing a lot of deals with the Knicks here, and yeah, we're just accumulating assets just quietly, you know, just. We don't have to splash out on on a Miles Bridges or an Aiton, which I'm I'm fucking actually very quietly happy that we're not going for him because I just did not like that direction, like a disgruntled. Sometimes you know those disgruntled dudes you can sort of understand, but there's sort of something in the back of my mind about Aiton that I'm just not quite sold on. I think mm, mm. sort of like the Christian Wood thing, but not not on the same extent for me. But I just had that feeling. Some of these big guys think they're a bit better than what they are. And I think he got a bit too much hype on that run when CP came there and sort of sort mm. of boosted them up. Um, I, know I'm a, I know I'm lower than most on Aiton, but I'm, I'm quietly very glad we didn't offer mm. him a max, even though the Suns could have matched anyway. But, yeah, I just like what we're doing, man. Like, like we, like I think Weaver may have extracted some better picks in return or pick swaps, but... We're we're building a core of guys here with good character. You know, they're all like these hardworking dudes, young guys, and they sort of fit together. And we're and we're not afraid to take on those bad contracts to get other assets. Mm. And and we've got a direction with Weaver, and that's like he, he come in, and I hated seeing Bruce Brown go. I hated seeing CQ go. Like, so fuck, what are we doing, man? And, like, you know how it started, like, the Ian Plum's contract, Jeremy Grant, everyone was giving us shit, like, what the fuck is Weaver up to? And now it's coming through, you know? It's like, ah, this is the plan all along. Like, you're seeing it work out now. Like, there's a sense of direction for us. And I think that's just what a lot of teams want to see. Like, now it's like, what are we actually doing? Are we going to mm. gun for the top? Are we tanking? What? What's our direction? Like, And this is the kings for the last 20 years, right? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are they up to? Like, make your minds up on what mm-hmm. you want to be and which we're going to go. And that's the best thing for us. Like, the end of the Jody era, the SV, I think Stan gets a bit more shit than what he deserves. Like, he actually went for it. He did what he could. Some of the moves are bad. and I just think he never should have been a GM. Yeah, yeah. he shouldn't have had both roles at the same time, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and it was sort of... You know, and it just kept us in that mediocrity, which we didn't need to be in. Like we, it just didn't work. So, I'm just, I'm just glad Weaver's doing what he's doing. And now we're good. We've got this young core now. We're still getting in these vets, like in this trade with Burks and Noel. Like both those dudes fit in. Burks is better shooting than what you think, um, which mm. we obviously need. Like shooting's still going to be our 
our weakness, um, need to see improvement. But yeah, I like it, man. I, li- I like what we've done. Um, yeah, just picking you, up picks and stuff. You guys got a nice, like, Cade, Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, Jaden Ivey now. Like, you guys have got the makings of a, you know, good, young, solid core. It's just at this point, it's now the thing is, is to learn from what not do what the 76ers did is once you've got those core players and once you've got all this cap space don't go and blow it on fucking people that are not gonna you know uh, that are mid-tier put it that sense like a tobias harris type person you know what i mean that's the biggest key going forward for a team that's on the rebuild is you get that money and then you think you're you're ready to take the leap but you're not quite and then you start just burning through your assets and that's exactly what I'm hoping that you guys don't do because I've lived this the last five years or so, just burning through assets, thinking that we're a title contender when in reality, we're probably like two steps before being a title contender. Yeah, sort of all like, yeah, but that, oh, that's a really good comparison, man, I think, mm. because mm. like then you guys made those moves, like getting Jimmy Butler in. Mm. Um, like the Reddick one worked. Like yeah. getting Reddick, like good vet. Um, good deal worked really well with what mm. you had, but yeah, then you went yeah the Tobias route, then fucking just signed him up on Hall- a major contract. Mm. Yeah, the Hall- Horford Hall- contract was yeah. terrible. Yeah, um, yeah, as you say, yeah, I, I think Weaver's got the smarts because like mm. what he's done. So mm. I can imagine he'd like a Miles Bridges, for example, like that works. Like mm. you think of a dude like that, like that's a piece that would need, um, that would work. Whereas, mm. sort of your ones, they didn't the, work. The fits weren't weren't as yeah, they, they didn't work, and then it probably yeah. doesn't help that the drafting that you know some of the draft picks that the Sixers did didn't pan up to like Markel Fultz. Um, mm. The now I'm not even thinking about that one. The one that got me was the Zaire Smith one over Michael Bridges. Like we just kept Michael Bridges, it mm-hmm. would have been sweet. It would have been fine. All oh. good, you know, like. The the one that the, the false one hurts, but the one that hurts the most is the Zaire Smith one. He's not even in the fucking league anymore. So I'm hoping for your guys' sake that you don't do that, go down that route. Because you know the the idea of becoming a contender sometimes, you know, when you've got owners on your back, like we've got to win, we got to win. It can cause friction and pressure on these GMs. Yeah, I think the good thing about Tom Gores is he's been through that now. Mm. Like he, he sort of. And that's he gave Weaver the okay to totally retool this team and and you know his vision. Yeah. And like I think with under Van Gundy and that he's like, now we got to win, we got to make the playoffs. You know, you know, then a Blake deal and all that's you know it's wooden now moves that yep. didn't pan out. Yeah. So yeah, I've got a bit of faith in Gores, and I think he does now. With Weaver like seeing what Weaver's managed to do in just a couple of years. So. Mm. I've yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty positive about about that. Um yeah. and obviously there's gonna be some contracts that don't work out eh? like but as long as they're not the majorly bad ones, like the long term bad money. Like I mean like stuck with a Westbrook contract or yeah, Tobias, like that that bad contract. Just from a free agency um point of view coming up, what what are you looking for as a Pistons fan? Like like a Miles oh, Bridges, so something sorry, like Andy, that. Yeah, yeah. Like it would be Miles Bridges. Like I don't want a aging superstar that's going to come in and fuck the whole chemistry up. I want to, 
yeah, a dude maybe. So you want a wing, basically? Yeah, a wing. Like, my, like oh. I keep thinking Miles Wickham, he's yeah, been on the mind of everyone so far. But like a dude like that, like a, a bigger wing slash forward who can defend, you know, a bit of size but can, sh- can shoot. Like another Sadiq, just about. Like a, but a dude Would... who can defend a bit better and maybe pass a bit better than Sadiq. Well... I'm looking at some guys that, that fit that description that you just mentioned to me. Would someone like TJ Warren be of interest to you? Nah. At the right at the right price? Right price. Like, like twelve million a year, three years or something? Yeah, right price would be okay. Mm. Like yeah, if, like mid level. Yeah. Mid- yeah, I mean obviously like a Mikhail Bridges would be like my ideal player. Yeah. It's not gonna 100%. happen. Yeah. Um I'm just trying to think of like, yeah, even though we, like, Jeremy Grant's still sort of a, like, a dude along that line, maybe if his, his mindset of being more of a playmaker than a scorer. Um, mm. But some other dudes, like, even, there's guys that I can think that we could get for, like, cheap. Or oh, Bruce Brown's a free, even oh, though. Man, I'd the, love the, to get Bruce Brown. Yeah, just looking back, he's he's got, um Brooklyn got his birthrights, obviously, but. I don't think they would, you know, fight too hard if, you know, someone came over the top rope and try and, you know, try to sign him. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Bruce Brown's going to be. I think, I think Bruce Brown someone. could help nearly every single league. 100%. He's one of, he's one of those dudes, eh? 100%. Um, um, there's a couple of guys, Carl, coming up uh, next season, uh, restricted free agents. Uh, someone like, uh, he's, he's, Probably a bit too small of a wing, but like a Kevin Porter Jr., um, Gary Trent Jr., Nazir Little. I really like him out of Portland. So, yeah, ideal, like, say if OG still wanted to get out. Yeah. Mm, I'd do. That's who you trade for, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's who we trade for. Like, plug OG in alongside Sadiq, Cade, Ivy, and Duran or Beef Stew, whoever, at the five man. That's, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm loving that. You're, you're, you're all in. Ready on to that. go, man. Yeah. An OG or Siak, like one of those sort of bigger wings. I, I mm. want one of those guys that can play the four. So, and if, you know, we this Miles Bridges to Detroit thing, we might be doing it all again next season because PJ Washington's a restricted free agent. PJ, there's a thing. Yeah. I'll take mm. PJ off your hands. Yeah. yeah I, no, I hope you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to. Even a John him. Collins. Like, I like John Collins at the four. I, you know, it's like. I, I think, I think you can. Not you, you as in the Pistons, but I think any team could actually get him for fair. It sounds like the Hawks are desperate to get rid of him. Mm, sounds like it. He's but been he's attached to like everyone, that. which is crazy to me. Mm. Going into next off season, like we could, you know, if we could sign and trade Diallo and Chuck and Bagley. I mean, even if we end up putting in a Killian or someone else like that, and you know, getting a dude like that, like, mm. you know. So I'm look, um, just piqued my interest with the 2023 um, uh, free agent class. There's a name here, and I think you would love it, and I think he'll be a good fit in Detroit. Your boy, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> Bad boy mentality, man. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. You know, he wouldn't be as expensive as a max player, and then he's got that, you know, that grit and that, you know, grubbiness to him. I think he'll fit perfectly along your young boys. Yeah, I don't like him taking shots off, but 
you know, he sort of got to live with that a bit with him. Yeah. But... Hey, man, you defended him. Well, <laughs> 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 it sort of paid off. Sort of paid yeah. off. Yeah, it did. It did. But I think it just, like, that kind of person would be, like, fucking perfect for oh. your core. Yeah, he'd go down and, yeah. You know, Pistons, real Pistons. Fan player. favorite. He would be a fan favorite type of guy. Yeah. Because you mentioned the JJ Reddick thing for our team. I think he, if you know, if it was to come to that, like, he could be that kind of, you know, fit for you guys. Because, like, even to this day, when JJ Reddick goes to Philly, like, he still gets fucking cheered. Like, you know, he played 12 years there. He was only there three. Yeah. But it was impactful, you know. There's... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. One of those dudes. Definitely mm. a dude who defends. And, and, yeah, sort of needs to be able to shoot. Yes. Got to be able to shoot, I think. That, that's our big weakness. needed. Yeah, we've got we've got plenty of bigs and maybe we've got but it's sort of a good thing because we've got competition. I mean people like Alinek was really good for us too last year. Mm. When he got injured, unfortunately. You know, Bagley had a bit of a revival. So we've got all these bigs now with Jaron Duran, Beef Stew, Alinek, Bagley, like Is is Bagley free agent? Nah, uh, he's he's quite he's under contract. Oh no, he's restricted free agent. Restricted as you oh, can match it. We're gonna match it. I don't imagine anyone offering No him one's money. gonna offer him big money. So, you know, if get him back for seven mil or something like that, I'll be pretty happy mm. with that. Mm. So yeah, that that's about that's us. Like let's go. Hey, if we don't win too many games, it's all good. You're in a good get spot. Get another pick. Get another pick and we'll just keep building on this course. So yeah, now nah, happy. Pretty happy we were at. Mm. Um yeah. Right, some big big governed names around in the league. And one of the reasons people have been trading us and well, it's my, uh, New York, the Knicks, freeing up some money for Mr. Jalen Brunson. Now, to me, it's an overpay for Brunson here. It's sort of the Knicks, it's, it's seeming a bit desperate even to get Brunson. They got all these guards already and they traded away Burks, who actually played quite a bit for the Knicks here and actually had some impact for them. So like Rose, Quickly, Fornio on the books, and they're getting in Jalen Brunson. They're acting out like he's he's the top guard on their roster, but to me, he's not that guy. Um, yeah, what do you guys think, Tony and Star? Yeah, on Brunson, man. Like, is he the right dude in New York, like, for that price? It's hard, eh? Because it's like, I've always been a big fan of Jackson, going back to his Vill- Villanova days. Like, everywhere that guy's gone, been successful like he's just one of those dudes that like mm. fucking just he's just good man like he earned his his earned his starting spot at dallas like he come off the bench for like three years got his numbers up to a decent level and then in the playoffs he like took off like he was would you would it be fair to say he was probably their second best player on the on a conference finals team like he was pretty important yeah, to the dallas definitely was. Yeah. Uh, to their run and um, Victor was out too and he played, yeah well. Just every, I've always been a big fan of him, but you are right in the sense that it does seem like the Knicks are being desperate. Like the whole narrative, like oh, they're clearing space for Jalen Brunson. This, they're acting like they're clearing space for LeBron James in 2010. Mm. Like that's, it's like yeah, he's nice. Like he's a good player to have on your team, mm. but he's not going to change life for you there. Like he's not going to turn you from a 33 win team last year to a 51 team off the get off the bat. Like, it's not going to be that kind of impact. Like, $30 million is reserved for guys like your Lucas, your Embiid, your Giannis, that type of, you know, franchise 
changing caliber players, Steph Curry types. Like, well, you're even your second star on your team. Second star, yes, hundred percent. You know, yeah. someone like a you know a Jalen Brown or a, you know that sort of person. But I don't think giving him thirty million dollars is smart business from the from the Knicks, unless they've got something else planned as well. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like him and Barrett is a nice backcourt, but I don't see it changing life too much for the Knicks. Like, if anything, it'll probably just mean they'll be a seventh, eighth, or a play-in tournament team rather than them going up the rankings. It's not moving the needle enough for what no. for these moves that they're making, is it? No, it's not. It's not. Aiden, what are your, what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's it's definitely no. Um, I, I, you guys sort of covered it. Like he's he's a good player, but he's not a guy you empty out the cupboards for. Mm. Like a, I mean, he averaged sixteen and five. Yeah, and like that's that's decent, but it's you know how much of that was the Luca effect? You know, mm. twenty one in the or twenty two in the playoffs. So yeah. Like he he's a good player, but like you know they hired his dad. Yeah, Rick Brunson. Yeah, you know, like NBA uh, legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. He he's a very efficient scorer as a as a small guard, but like you know why is Jalen Brunson getting going to get thirty mil and people are saying Colin Sexton should take the mid level. Yeah, you know, Colin Sexton last season averaged like over twenty points a game on nearly fifty percent shooting. Yeah, to me, it, like straight away, like if you want a pure scorer, I'm, I want Sexton rather than Brunson. Mm. Like, and they're, like they're the same size. I think Sexton might even be bigger. I think the thing with Brunson, I mean, this is just me because I'm a big fan of his. Mm. I think his leadership is quite important. Mm. Like, he's a floor general, even though the assist numbers don't say that. Like, mm. if you watch him on Dallas, like he commands the sets if Luca's not there or. If Luca is there, he can just play off the ball and be a secondary ball handler. Like I think his value is more incentric rather than what his numbers show. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like it's it's it more is, of a yeah. yeah more of that kind of thing rather than his numbers. But like yeah, you're right though. Like if you're just looking for a pure scoring guard, Colin Sexton's your guy. You know their numbers are pretty comparable. Mm-hmm. But I just think what you know with the playoffs just gone, I think it's a lot of like people have seen what he's done recently and be like oh okay, he can do this, like, he's pretty good sort of thing, rather than with Colin Sexton, it's like, well, we haven't seen you in, like, six to eight months, like, I didn't even know how his rehab's going with his injury, so I think that's why sort of people are giving Sexton the mid-level sort of vibe at the moment. Yeah, like, it could could work Mm. out, like, you know, Brunson has gotten better every single season. Mm. Um, uh, It just, it's it's weird to me, like, it, Mm. it could be one of those ones that's weird, but it works out. But mm. the other thing, so it sort of reminds, do you guys know there's a meme and there's one side is Rick Ross with his shirt off and the other side is Lizzo naked? And it's like <laughs> so, one one side is empowering and the other one is like, ooh, gross. And <laughs> and people are, the, there's, it reminds me of with, so people are saying Anthony Simons will probably get like, you know, four years, 84 years, 90 mil. And everyone's mm. like, yeah, that's good. Like, oh, that's not enough. He needs to be paid more, that kind of thing. And then, so, the, you know, he's the Lizzo side. And then Jalen Brunson's the Rick Ross side. Mm. It's like, like to yeah. me, they're very similar players. Yeah. Like, the the Simons one, um, he actually, no, they're about the same in terms of points per minute. But with Simons, like, how is it? It might be a case of 
good stats, bad team? Because Portland had nobody. Yeah, I see Simon's more in the mould of a Sexton rather than mm. Brunson. Mm. I just... Uh, the main thing for me, like, I really like Brunson too. It's just the group of guards that New York has, mm. and I just know how what Tibbs is going to do. And to me, it's just going to be a whole mess. Play Derek Rose. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to play Derek Rose. and he's. I think Derek Rose is a free agent anyway. But yeah, yeah. He'll sign him back and play. Yeah, you know mm. Tibbs. He'll go, no, Taj Gibson's staying. Yeah, Taj Gibson's staying. He's staying. <laughs> he's, he's playing 40 minutes. Um, I've, I've got a table I'm looking at here. It's called the value rankings. So basically it's it combines your production with how much you earn. And Jalen Brunson was in the top 10 for that. So obviously, like, you know, he's been doing his production stat is up there with like your Ja Morant and your Trey Young in terms of guards. So like he from outsiders looking, he does seem to be producing on the court. But 30 million, 30 million. <laughs> it's like it's like he, yeah, he probably gets vaulted up the rankings because this is a sitting round person. One point yeah. six mil or one point hundred percent. You know, that, that changes when he is 27. 30. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I like I like Jalen Brunson. I hope he gets paid. I I just hope he just doesn't become like a mediocre sort of guard just because he goes to the Knicks and that everyone like that's that's another thing too, <laughs> is playing in New York under that big that's money. Another, New, yeah. New York crowds are insane. Yeah. Like they will eat you alive if you don't perform. Hundred percent. So he's got to be ready for it. if he's earning thirty mil a year, like, and he doesn't perform, he's going to get starting point guard for so the hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you can, and like you mentioned earlier, Aiden, like how much of his production is attributed to Luca? You Luka know, getting him. Yeah. Well, he did. Good. He he did produce, man. When Luca was wasn't playing in the play. that is that is true. Yeah, that is true. Like he was but, really good against the Jazz when Luca mm-hmm. wasn't was playing. But also, it's the Jazz. Only one player there plays defense. That's true. Mm, that's true. It's true. And I think we all talked about how fucking yeah. shitty the Jazz looked. Uh, yeah. So boring to watch. And yeah, they're running it best, too. Let's not talk. Another guard rumored to be on the move, DeJounte. We talked a bit about the Spurs here, and we talked a little bit about Victor Webinyana. Now, to me, Give me Jante over Jalen Brunson any day of the week, personally. 100%. 100%. Just all-star, what did he average? 24, 8, and 8 or something like that. It was pretty insane. Like, a dude on the upper shootings improving. His defense is all NBA. He's already been on an all-defensive team. Yeah. To me, he's just, a Just guard. let the league in steals. Yeah. He's a guard you can build around. I, I, yeah. Personally, I think it's crazy. The Nick, uh, the Spurs to go all in on draft picks mm. and and swap Dejounte out, a proven commodity who's on the rise for for a draft. Nearly any draft picks a punt. Look at Zion. Look at James Wiseman. Look at mm. Killian Hayes. Look at all these guys in the top. Mm. You you can have the you can have the number one pick and fuck it up. Mm. Um, to me, that's get it, anyone? yeah. <laughs> thank, th- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you could trade them. You could trade up to the number one pick and still fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. To me, tra- I sort of want a proven asset back. That, that's all I'm sort of saying here. Like, mm. 
for a dude like DeJounte, who they can obviously build around, even though next year is a great year for tanking, because as we talked about before, like the league is strong. There's, there's mm. a lot of good teams. Like tank it because you're not going to go very like your chances yeah. of winning in the playoffs is going to be a lot harder. Um, yeah. So that's my thoughts on DeJounte. Like I'd I'd be keeping him personally because mm. he I think he wants to play there. Like it's it's the Spurs system, even though Pop. Is likely to be going next year by all means. Quinn Snyder comes in and he's a damn good coach who can just continue on the Spurs sort of legacy. So, yeah, what what would you guys do in this situation? Uh, I'm was, not. Oh, well, Twain, yeah. What, what do you think? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say I'm, I'm not getting rid of him. 21, 8, and 9. Like, like you said, like even though the draft is like, you know, winning Yama's yeah. coming next year. Yeah. It, it's not exact. Like, what happens if he like gets in this year, or you know, something in his personal life happens that tends to his play getting, you know, come down or whatever. Like, I was, good two way point guards are hard to find in the NBA, and John Ted Murray is, you know, he's a top right of up, the state. He's he's top of the list yeah. for two way point guards. Like, he's right up there, and just with the rumor with the Hawks. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that fits because, like, I know they want Trey Young to play off ball more and mm. give the ball handling, um, you know, pl- responsibilities to others. But like, I just, it's just a weird fit because even though they want him to be off ball, Jonte will go to the rim and then they'll just, you know, close out on him because they know that he's not a good shooter. Or, like, he's still, you know, improving as a shooter. So. The fit is not as exactly as good as you know people mm. are making it out to be. Like I still think, even though he had a great season last year, there's still areas in his game, especially this shooting side where he needs to improve. And I just I think going to the Hawks, you know, I don't think that would be an ideal situation for him, given how board dominant that Trey can be at times. Yeah, to me, like we were just talking about the Knicks before. Like if I was the Knicks, I'd be I'd be. That's if you're one. all out the yeah. front, why not fucking go for Dejounte? If the, even this is a slight chance here, like that's. Or I think I spoke speaking to before the pod start. Me and Aiden were talking like apparently there's a rumor that even if they do pick up Brunson, that they're still gonna try and persuade the Spurs to trade Murray for draft picks. So who knows? Like is that is that the ultimate plan to pair those two together? I'm not too sure, but like yeah, I if I'm the Spurs man, that's a high level asset that I don't want to move just mm. for nothing. Yeah. It seemed because a good there's like like the whole Kawhi thing was like, yeah, he, he wanted to get out, right? Mm. And to me, well, I've heard nothing about that one, DeJounte. Nothing. nothing. He seemed pretty happy. Like he I know I think it was at the All Star game when I think he got interviewed and they were asking him about pop and the Spurs and whatnot and he was just like, you know, over the moon and happy to be a Spur, la di da di da. Not too sure what's going on here maybe like you guys mentioned like they're just going to go all in on the drafting which you know it's not exactly you know it's not slam dunk that that you know success happens at the draft yeah because to me like he's a he's a core building piece of a of a team mm. yeah like then that's what you're just going to try and do in the draft anyway mm. 100%. Like, be different if you had all these aging superstars right and shit's going hitting the fan like a fucking brooklyn mm. like yeah fucking yeah Let's trade him, you know, let's start afresh. But you've already got the, the fresh piece, the young dude, the point guard, a two-way dude, as you said, Twain. Mm. Like, Come on, build around this dude. 29 and 9 don't just fall off the tree. Hell you know, no. 
it doesn't you know even though with all the inflated stats that happen now and the inflation of triple doubles it's still fucking you know hard to find someone that gets you 21 9 and 9 plus you know fucking or defense level defense so well there's only yeah. two dudes it's like he doesn't have the scoring like luca and lebron but you know or or prime westbrook they're the only other guys that sort of have those big rebound big assist knots mm. to go along and, with the scoring yeah 100 i wouldn't move him for anything Nah, oh, yeah, yeah, it'd have to be someone like top line, mm. like, top 20, dude. Like, yeah, Aiden. Yeah, it's insane. It it makes no sense. Well, I, you know, it makes sense, but I don't agree with it. If they are going all in uh, for, for Victor, um, it makes sense, but I don't, you know, it is, it is a, a big risk. And it's funny again. I, I it, it sort of reminds me of a there's there's a Family Guy clip, right? And so, uh, uh, Peter Griffin gets a, a letter saying he's won a boat, and he goes down to collect the boat, and the guy's like, "Well, you could have the boat, or you could have the mystery box." <laughs> and, and, and and Lois is like, "Oh, you know, like take the boat," and he's like, it's "Well, a boat's a boat, box. but." But the but the box could be anything. It could even be a boat, and that's <laughs> like that's what the thing you know. Oh, the draft you could you could get anybody. You could even get a Dejounte. Like it's really, you know yeah. you've got a guy twenty five years old. Uh, was he 25? Yeah, yeah. twenty five? Yeah, five years old. Already made an all defensive team. Just made the all star. Averages nearly a triple double. Um, the shooting it, it it definitely needs to improve, but it that's has improved up. the. It, it's improved. It improved over last season, while also improving the volume. So mm-hmm. I think you know, the the improvements there, um, and he is under contract for the next two years at around seventeen, eighteen mil. Bargain price for wow, that kind yeah. of for that kind like of point guard. Ridiculous. Anyway. Like you know, like why not even if if you're gonna move him, why not even wait till halfway through the season? See, like. Team might a team might get desperate and give you like like a a, a Paul George to L A Clippers level haul, you know, rather than just going, oh yeah, give me three picks now. Like it's you know like OKC have so many draft picks that you know they they might think halfway through, oh okay, Chet's looking like the real deal, you know, Deng's looking like the real deal, Giddy's awesome, Shea's awesome. I mean, I don't know how they would fit, but you know, you know what I mean. Like, there, there yeah. could be teams, you know, halfway through the season where, like, you could just get so much more if you're that determined to trade them. But well, it's, it's trading a 25 year old all star who's only nuts. going to get better and better is insane. Well, you just have to trading him for for nothing, isn't the about six months ago when the Simmons shit was happening, like. Mm-hmm. You know, the package that the 76ers were looking at offering the Spurs was, like, uh, Simmons. I think Maxi was in it. Like, there's a couple mm-hmm. other pieces. Like, it's way better than what those rumored Hawks packages, mm-hmm. you know, they're offering, which is, like, Gallinari basically Gallinari and draft picks. Like, it's insane how the Spurs have gone from saying no to, you know, an all-defense, you know, triple-double mm-hmm. caliber player like Ben Simmons mm-hmm. and a young stud like Maxi to saying here we'll just take Gallinari and your draft picks thank you very much thank you for that yeah it's insane like, like uh, if, if he goes 
any that's all it takes i i will be like really mad um you know oh, yeah. even, even like the hornets could offer like you know book night and jt thor and, and a couple of picks like there are so many teams that could offer so much better and like you know if you're worried about winning too many games you just just put them down in the g league for a bit or something you know like mm. well that's the that's the whole thing right anyway we just talked about the strength of the league Mm. Even with DeJounte, because the rest of the roster is very young, mm. they might not fucking win anyway. Yeah. So they might get a top pick and keep yeah. DeJounte. And keep DeJounte. And get, and and get Wibinyana. Yeah, and then you're that. building around DeJounte and Wibinyana. Like, yeah. then you're, you're set. Yeah, because they could have the third. DeJounte could have a wicked mm. year. They can build these young guys, like Devin mm. Vassell, Keldon Johnson. Uh, but Primo. Might, yeah, Primo, whoever else. And they still might not win that many games because of mm. the strength of the league. Yeah, and they could still get a top three draft pick, and even come out number one. You never mm. know. Yeah, what happens if uh, Victor Winenyama like has a slight dip in his his play, and then he's not the consensus number one pick, and you've got, you know, he ends up being like a top four, top five kind of guy, and you've got three, you can still grab him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he breaks his leg, and then it, like you know that oh shit, you know he might be injury prone, but is obviously the best well, talent. Yeah, drops even, a little bit. Don't the worst four teams have the same odds? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you only have to be one of the four worst teams. You don't have to be the absolute worst. Yeah. Mm. And even then, you're not guaranteed the number one. Yeah. You well, know, you only have to, the, yeah. You only have to look at the MB draft where he hurt himself. And then, like, he was pretty clear, like, he was going to be the number one overall mm. pick if he didn't get hurt. He drops down to three. And then out of that draft, it's pretty fair to say, you know, the Sixers, you know, gambled and they, you know, got it right, you know, fingers yeah. crossed. Um, but, you know, at times, you know, like you guys mentioned, the, the draft is an inexact science. Like, it doesn't matter how many times you dip your hand in the pool, you might not even get the person that you're trying to get, you know? Mm, exactly. Yeah, it's nuts. I think we've got a consensus agree that trading them for just purely picks would just be insane. Insane. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's like the if it was Orlando's picks or Houston's picks. You know, it, mm. doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, mm. Yeah, because who knows what what if Houston might go on a bit of a run? You know, like you just don't know this year. The, the quality there is is crazy across the league. So yeah, mm. if if that's the price that Atlanta are offering, and that's the best oh. price that like if I'm like someone like fuck, I can't even think like just someone that needs a top end quality point guard like that i'd be fucking ringing them up and be like hey how can we get on this what do you mm. need hey us you want to Kyrie? yeah yeah whatever <laughs> yeah 100 you know? hey you want Kyrie? gold well, medalist like, world champion like i'm i'm thinking <laughs> say you're like minnesota right and yeah you, go, you know d'angelo oh someone else and McDaniels. yeah yeah and and you put you put Jonte with Put Deontay with Anthony Edwards and Ka- and Kai Anthony Towns. Man, fucking hell. Yeah, be so yeah. good. Pat Bev. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking, you know, if I'm that kind of team, man, I'll bring them and be like, hey, how can we get on this? How, what can we do to get get in on this? Oh, if I'm the, t- yeah, if I'm the Timberwolves and you can get Dejounte in there. Fuck shit. Yeah. yeah, man. Like that kind, it's exactly what kind of point guard they need. Yeah, imagine um, Washington that, as well. Washington, yeah. 
like uh, Washington, it sounds like Beal's re-signing there. Mm. So if you can if you can get Dejounte to go next to Beal, and then you've got Pazingas as well. Yeah, you just go like, here. Have Rui. Yeah. Have Tini. Have yep. have three first round. Yeah, have picks. have anyone you want. We'll give you as many not as many picks as you want. You know, we'll give you three or four first round picks. We'll do pick swaps. Mm. You know, and then you have a big three of Dejounte, Beal, and Pazingas. Like Washington should be on the phone to them right now. Oh hell yeah. yeah. If if not yesterday, like, well, if yeah. the if you're like even the suggested OG um, rumors, like, could you mm. the Raptors get in on that? You know, that was one of their weaknesses last year was perimeter guard defense because mm. of you know Van Vliet being quite small. Like, could they could they like somehow fucking figure into to the situation as well? Like, they so like you could do so many things, man. Like that price that the Hawks are asking for, it's Fuck, surely the Spurs can do better. Yeah, like there's 28 other teams that'd be like, oh, 100%. Shit, let's get in there. 100%. Like, RC Buford and Greg Popovich, like, they can't be that dumb. Like, they have to have something in the world. They've been too good for too long to accept mm. that kind of deal. Yeah. Agreed. Um, <laughs> quickly, um, John Wall Clippers. I like <laughs> it. Another vet. Yeah. They just got to be healthy, eh? The Clips. Yeah. That's that's their main thing. They've got so much depth. They they might be the deepest team in the league. Yeah, mm. Norman Powell, like just like you've got Norm Powell, Robert Covington coming off the bench. You got guys like Canard, uh, Morris, Luke Canard, Terence Mann, much. Amir Coffey. Like they're they're stacked. Is yeah. Brandon Boston still there? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He's, still He's still there, there as well. So yeah. like you know they're they're like stacked, but they just yeah, you, your top two players have to stay healthy. Yeah. yeah, like Reggie Jackson. If they're healthy, yeah, like and like everywhere, like you said, Aiden. If they're healthy, they can do some funky shit with their lineup. So like mm. they can, yeah. you know, five straight, five wing, you know, four wings and a big. Like they can, you know, they can play a switching style defense. Like they can do a lot of funky shit if they're all healthy. But again, keeping healthy. Well, you think John so Ball the... prime defensively was damn yeah. good. Fuck yes, he was so good defensively. Even like, like people are saying John Wall's washed, but like, like we don't know. Even his his last stint in Houston was was pretty decent. Like it was like eighteen points and eight assists, and mm. and not as many minutes. Um, and he doesn't have to be Washington John Wall. He nah. just needs to be a solid number three who can set things up. You know, maybe score. Or when when Kawhi and Paul George is sitting on the bench, and and play a bit of defense. Yeah, just play a traditional actually, point guard yeah. role. It was twenty one and seven he averaged uh, for Houston. John Wall of... against second unit teams is going to be fucking frightening. Mm. You know, if he if retains it... any sort of speed, which he can, you know, which he proved in the past, like yeah. that speed just killed teams that he mm-hmm. had. And I don't expect it to be the same, but if that if there's still that in his game, like those mm. kickouts that he used to man and stuff, like just driving to the basketball, like the accuracy on that pass was just beautiful. insane, hundred percent. I I just wanted to mention, like I the last couple of years, I've, especially last year, I've hated the discourse amongst fans about him. Like the the amount of like, oh, he can't do this, he can't do that anymore, or like he was never as good as you know as you know people think he is it's like nah he's he was good man like he was he was very good 
a fourth quarter away from getting the Wizards to a conference finals. Like, mm-hmm. that series with the Boston, like, he was fucking out of his mind. Like, it wasn't, it's not like it was a fucking, you know, he was a scrub or anything. He was really good. And I just hated the last maybe six to 12 months. You know, people were like, oh, he didn't want to play. It's da, the da, contract. Da, da. Yeah. The contract. Houston were the ones that made that decision for I'm sure I remember reading earlier part of last season that he wanted to play. It was Houston's yes. decision that yeah. you know they made they didn't want him to play because they were tanking. Yeah. But also, so to his credit as well, like once they made that decision that he clearly didn't agree with, he didn't kick up a stink or cause trouble. Mm. It's just like, okay, you know, this that's is what how you're it is. Do. That, yeah. that, that is what it is, you know. Uh, like you gotta you gotta give him credit there like especially with all the you know the egotistical shit going around in the league you know someone willing to do that even though they don't agree with it and you know they know they can still play or think they can still play you know it'd be it'd be tough but he didn't force their hand like yeah no he he didn't yeah so to me he's still got something to give and as you say Adam like we actually don't know if he's Mm. washed or not because yeah he just wasn't allowed the opportunity mm. it's not like westbrook just digging the hole deeper and deeper yeah you know? the one thing that got me like mad respect for him was when he got to houston and this was before harden got traded to the nets and he, harden was dogging it like clearly dogging it <laughs> on purpose still at the club and then war like had only been there for like a cup of tea or you know he wasn't even there that long maybe a couple of games and he's like going up to Harden, who was clearly Houston's franchise player, and like, like fucking swearing at him and being like, "Bro, mm. pull your shit together! Like, don't mm. you know? Just because you want to leave, don't be like this, you know, sort mm. of thing." And ever since then, like, fucking big fan of War. Like, I can, you know, he's that type of dude. He's a leader. Like, you can, you can definitely win with that kind of people, that kind of person in your locker room. Yeah, it's probably why. I think he's going to be, yeah, I think he's going to bring, if he brings that type of leadership, mm. which I think is sort of needed with two of your main dudes being PG and Kawhi too, because mm. they're more of your quiet sort of, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just going to go and do what I do. Yeah. Whereas John Wall's a bit more vocal, and, and I think they need that, rather than just, it's probably like the loudest fucking voice in their locker room is probably Marcus Morris, which is, <laughs> which is a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't um, listen yeah. to that. Yeah, hundred percent. So having John Wall in there is good because, yeah, man, he 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 revived the Washington Wizards after the Gilbert Arenas thing, man. Like he's <laughs> he's been he's been he he's about it. He's been through shit, so definitely well, some someone you want around the locker room. Wasn't that long ago when the Wall Beal backcourt was up there with Clay against yeah, Curry and Clay? Yeah, yep, hundred percent. Um, one thing about the John Wall signing, though, if it is for the mid-level, as is rumoured, uh, it means they won't be able to bring back Hartenstein because they don't have his bird rights. Because um, mm. so he, he's a he's an unrestricted free agent. So there'll, there'll be bigs out there that they could get though. They'll yeah. they'll get a veteran big for for the minimum. I just hope it's not like a fucking certain guy who's in Philly at the moment. I think JaVale McGee would be a good backup big with them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Just had a had a great season. I don't I, does he take the minimum though? Or does JaVale McGee cash in mm. on what was Get- like a should have been a sixth man of the year worthy uh season mm. that just got overshadowed by a really good um Tyler Hero season. 
His I efficiency was off, off the charts for Phoenix. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Even though all of that happened, I think a quiet playoffs for him affects yeah. that. And he is getting yeah, true, true, true. You know those aging. Well, he ended up he ended up getting getting D, DNPs in the playoffs, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think the value would be there for him as much. Mm-hmm. Personally, but I think I think it would be a good pickup for me. Well, Maybe even your team, Aiden, even your team could use, mm. you know, on the vet minimum, like, Javel Oh, if, if we could get McGee on the vet minimum, I'd be stoked. Fucking... His, his per 36 minutes for last season were 21 points, 15 rebounds, two and a half blocks a game. At, his, at 30-something years old. At 34 years old. Mm. Mm. I still think we have to take the CP factor in a little bit with these bigs, like, CP yeah. was making Biombo fucking get headlines, you know. Like. <laughs> That's true. Frank Kaminsky had a good run with them too. <laughs> oh, there's the mandatory Kaminsky. <laughs> nah, fuck that guy. Yeah. He got cut fucking. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, right, to round things. Oh, a couple of, well, Christian Wood to the Mavs quickly before I move on to Brooke. Yeah, solid move. Got him mm. for essentially nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good defensive scheme there with Jay Kidd in Dallas, so I think Wood improves there. And Hopefully, a, he's got to have the right attitude though. Well, he like he ain't the main dude on the team, whereas with the yeah. Pistons and the Rockets, he sort of was. So yeah, he's got a guy called Luka Doncic that commands the ball. So to me, he, I think he'll be a great pick and roll player with Luka. Oh, that pick and, and pop will be pop, deadly. He can, roll, mm. he can catch lobs. He improves oh, on yeah. defense, man. He'll, like yeah. the, the upgrade over like a Dwight Powell is. Oh, just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, Dwight Powell sucks. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> say sucks, but he's limited, very limited in what he. He can. should not be your starting center if you make the conference finals. Yeah, that's yeah. He's he's Byron Mullins left terrible. <laughs> yeah. Byron yeah. Mullins. <laughs> 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 <Fucking> deep cut. <laughs> Warren Mullins, right. Uh, yeah. Was it for a year he started for the Bobcats? Like, he was like their yes. starting yes. central oh, yeah. pal, yeah, yeah. you know? He's fucking horrible. Yeah. He was someone, terrible. someone, what is it? I can't remember what it was. Someone called him, like, um, Stephen Adams Light or something like that years ago. And I, I just thought that was the most hilarious thing ever because he fucking looked like Stephen Adams a little bit, but he was just so fucking terrible. Yeah, he's nothing. His game wasn't even like Stephen Adams. Yeah. Well, I can't remember what the comment was. It was like Stephen Adams, like budget Stephen Adams, or something of that nature. It was like yeah. a clearly at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, nah, Christian Wood on the Mavs, good, good pick up for them, mm. and and for the Rockets too. Yeah, I think. Opens well, they up got spot for they got with with the pick they got um, uh, Tyree Eason. Ty, Tyree Eason, yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. Real, like some are saying, the best defensive player in the entire draft. Oh, we forgot about it. they picked up Ty Ty Washington too, which we forgot yeah. to mention too with the Rockets. I think they had they had a, a really good very draft. good draft too. Yeah. <clears throat> so Sengun starting center, so going for yeah, Jay Sean Tate and um, Jalen Green, and it's not a bad core. Yeah, good young core. I like it. Mm. Uh Brooklyn, <laughs> Kyrie. Fuck what the save of the list. What a fuckwit. He's an absolute <laughs> fuckwit. I can't I can't different. Yeah, by opting in like John Wall did two days earlier. <laughs> absolute fuckwit. Did Brooklyn just go 
fuck it. Let's let's just trade KD right now too. Let's just let's we we fucked up. We we went that path. We gave it a shot. Let's just go back to what we did at the start. We built around this this young team, turned it into something. <laughs> it's, Marx is in that rock and a hard place here. Eh? He, he's like, fuck, well, we went all in shit. We just got to ride it right out to the death now. Like, just, <laughs> just stick with KD and Kyrie and just fucking pray. Like, pray to whatever God Kyrie's fucking praying to. Um, it works out, man. Like, ah, uh, who like? Is, does Brooklyn have like the like you know like a, the over and under picks of wins and losses? So this is Brooklyn's like the widest you could ever be. Like, they could end up winning like twenty five games, or they could end up winning like fifty something if, if they put it together. And like, uh, plays all games, and KD does too. There's so many layers to the Nets situation, eh? Like you, you just like we haven't even touched on the fucking fact that their supposed third third best player is fucking is hasn't brown. played basketball for a year. <laughs> like the, you know, like what? Like if you're betting the Brooklyn Nets like a win total, like fuck you, you oh, can't, oh, pick, you you can't, can't pick, pick. Yeah, you can't go over or under. Like it's you know, and then. The K, like we haven't even spoken about the KD. You know, apparently, if Kyrie was to leave, he was looking at trade trade options. It's like it's a fucking mess. I feel sorry for Steve Nash. He's like, fuck it. He's like, he went into that situation, <laughs> been like, yeah, this is a good situation. I got Harden, I got Kyrie, and I've got KD. Should get me my ring finally. And then it's just fucking blowing up in his face. Within two weeks, Kyrie said they don't actually have a coach after Steve Nash got hired. Uh, he, do you guys remember that? And he's yeah. like, you know, sometimes Kev isn't the coach. Sometimes I'm the coach. It's like, no, Steve Nash is literally your fucking coach. Like, Why are you going to undermine him like that? Well, the all-time point guards, like one of the yeah. best, like, on-court sort of player A coach. Literal Hall guy. of Famer. Yeah. Two-time MVP of the fucking league. But <sighs> what, did, what, what did he think was going to happen? Like, did he honestly think like someone was going to like magically find $37 million in cap space to mm. fit him in? Like whoever it was, like all these teams that he listed that he wanted to go to was like Philly, the Mavericks, the Heat. The, I think the Knicks were in it for a while. Um, all, all these teams, the Lakers, the Lakers one was just mind fucking mind numbing. But like, what did he think was exactly going to happen? Like they can't create you know, cap space from magic. Like, it's not just, it's not just going to appear out of thin air. This guy, he's fucking delusional. He's just, yes, he, yeah. he's just fucking delusional. And, you know, even his opt-in tweet or whatever it was, it was just like, what? Yeah. Like, like, what the fuck? Like, what does that yeah. even mean? The, the whole thing with him is he just has to be the center of attention. Like, that. that's the whole thing. Like, you look everywhere he's been, uh, you know, oh, things are going smooth. I better create some beef with, beef with LeBron, get myself traded out of Cleveland. Then he plays well in Boston, and everyone's talking about him because Boston's playing really good, and he's playing really good. So he's happy, and then things cool off, and they stop talking about him. Mm. Oh, hang on. Let me just say, hey, I'll be back if you want me here. Cool. Everyone's talking about me again. Oh, shit, no one's talking about me. Nah, fuck this. I want out. No one's talking and, about me. The world is flat. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it just every time people sort of stop talking about him, there seems to be a new issue magically. See, even his 
his message, eh? This tweet. Normal yeah. people keep the world going, but yeah. those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. Okay, if you're really trying to be different, yeah, opt, opt out, out and sign for the minimum or yep. the, the, yep. The, the mid-level or whatever. If you're really trying to, you know, affect yeah. change, do it that way. Yeah. He's full of shit, bro. He, he's, yeah, yeah, he's just full of shit. That, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, dare, uh, there's dare to be different, blah, 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 and I'll just mm-hmm. do what John Wall just did. Yeah, yeah. And opt in to my big money contract. You're not no, different. You're just a yeah, fuckwit. Yeah. It's, and then, like, I just read here, like, he's going back and forward with Stephen A. Like, mm. you know, he because he knows damn well that's going to get the fucking attention. Because, you know, Stephen A's, yep. you know, a fucking, you know, he's a he's a pest himself. But, like, he's a, he's a fuckwit. You nailed it on the head, Aiden. He's an absolute fucking fuckwit. Yeah. So the other thing, apparently Brooklyn offered him um, a four-year contract, and the first two years were guaranteed, and this the third and fourth year uh, were guaranteed, but um, required him to play a certain amount of games, and he turned it mm. down because he like, knows you know, he can't yeah. guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, like don't act like the team is the villain when you're turning down reasonable contracts. Yeah, and I think Twain was sort of getting into this point too with his sort of vendetta against the media. And mm. like, oh, you make money. And, and this thing like basketball was art. Well, go play down in the fucking park then and rather than taking yeah. these fucking multi-million yeah, dollar yeah, yeah. contracts. Yeah. Man. yeah. Mm. Like you can't have the best of both worlds yeah. at the same yeah. time. Like he wants to be like this guy that, like Gandhi or something, you know. He, he wants to be yeah. that dude. Like I'm leading the free, you know, like. Yeah, he, he was like the to, head of the yeah. woke before the woke came. Like he was, ah. Uh, he yeah. wants to like rage against the machine, but he's still taking the machine's money. Yeah. 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 Perfect analogy. Like yeah. I don't agree with Stephen A much, but his because he read a bit of a statement to Kyrie today and he was like, As for you, when you have a level, let me know because I'm not aware you have one off the court. Either way, I have a wish. One day you'll stop hiding behind the public support you receive and fess up to the shenanigans you engage in, leaving folks hanging like laundry. Be honest about what you've been truly been doing. It's just like, it's, you know, Stephen A doesn't usually say, you know, good things uh, I, a lot, but I hate having to agree with Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> but that, yeah, that point there is like, stop fucking hiding behind yeah. the public and just fess up to the bullshit. You're being a diva. Just, a call a spade a spade. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Full on diva, man. Yeah. It really is. Is it is it is there anyone you guys can think of over the last twenty or so years in the NBA that comes close to this? Like to this level of shenanigans? There's been certain acts like the ones I hated. Like like the Eli Manning refusing to go to like the charges or Mm. Zoe refusing to turn up in Toronto. There's certain Steve but, Francis, uh, Vancouver. Yeah, mm. things like that. Or what's the Charles Spreewell. Spreewell turning, turning, turning down thirty three mil because <laughs> he's got to feed his family and <laughs> never played his... another game. Yeah, there's there's been some dumb shit like Mike Tyson shit, but like like Tyson had a bit of a track record, but there hasn't been that consistency. From those guys, like it's like mm. one-off, stupid acts or you know dumb things that they've done. But this dude just—it seems like yeah, as you say, like he hasn't talked about for a month, and mm. something comes up that <laughs> everyone's talking about him again. It's just like 
like, oh, let's go and burn some sage around a fucking arena. Like, no, and he hasn't taught, you know. It's, yeah, no, I don't think there is, Twain. I don't think the, that. I don't think so. Answering your question, I don't it, think there is a person. It's, and it, you know what the fucked up thing about it is? Is like, when he's on the court, it's fucking awesome to watch him. Like, he's, like, literally one of the most creative, you know, awe-inspiring point guards that I've seen in the last 10 years or so. Like, the way he can just, you know, magically get into the, get to the rim, score the bucket. Like, it's, he's actually a joy to watch. He does make basketball look like art, but it's just, like, all this other shit that comes along with it. It just Not worth it. it. Not worth it, yeah. 100% not worth it. He's only played 600 games in his career over 10 years. So he's playing less than three quarters over two thirds just about but like there's no full seasons here even at duke before he even played yeah like, 11 games yeah. 11 games you just can't you just it's just one of those guys you know <laughs> just can't put on a good consistent run Fuck, like, there's that's always something that's crazy you said 600 games eh yeah and i'm looking at his accolades Seven-time All-Star, All-Star MVP, second-team All-NBA, third-team All-NBA, Rookie of the Year, Rookie First Team, three-point champion, Rising Stars MVP, NBA champion, gold medalist, like, World Cup gold medal. Fuck, he's done, like, like his resume is, like, Hall of Fame worthy for 600 games. Imagine if he actually played even more. Like, it's not, it fucking would have been insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the ego is just insane, out of control. Like I can't, I can't even think of anyone in the NBA that's I, like, it's, it's out of control. Now, our last talking point is media, but I hate this from the players. I hate this one. He's got that attitude of all the media have never played the game, so they don't know what they're talking about. I hate that fucking attitude from players in any sport. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't stand mm-hmm. it. I can't stand it. I hate it how they just use that. Sort of like the Shaq thing you always says to Charles, you know, like I oh, never want a ring. It's it's that it's, it's just a bullshit lazy argument. And mm. and Kyrie just has that too. And and normally we're giving the media shit, you know, like Skip and Nick Wright and Stephen A and Cowherd and all those types of guys. But this time with Kyrie, it's the other way around. Like you you can't give the media. It's just uh, just bad arguments. To mm. Me. Mm. So. It's it's funny, eh? Because like, you know, they bitch and moan about the media, but they're using the media machine to push out their narrative. Like Draymond, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like with his yeah. podcast and him being on TNT and everything. Like they bitch and bitch and bitch, and but they're using the same machine to push out their own narrative. It's oh, fucking just it's so dumb. Yeah, it is. And um, speaking of Draymond, as a little. Uh, Beef with Perk, Kendrick Perkins. Mm. What are you all thinking about that? He called he called Perk a pretty like I don't even know if I'm allowed to say the word, but it's pretty pretty derogatory. Yeah. yeah, very. I wonder if everybody term. knows the meaning. Like if you, oh, Draymond that, knows the meaning, but I I don't know if he knows the, the, the subject, connotation. Like if he said it in yeah. South Africa, be another. You know, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Well, is, doesn't it basically mean like an Uncle Sam? Yeah, Uncle Tom. Isn't isn't, isn't yeah. that what? It, yeah, Uncle Tom, not yeah. Uncle Sam. Yeah, Uncle Tom. It's pretty um, much the same meaning. Like, like it's, this is basically saying roots. he's he's yeah. he's dancing for the white man type thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it, you know, like it's 
I, I like Richard Jefferson actually called him out and said, like, your podcast is great because you're intelligent and well-spoken and you're not afraid to, to, to start shit in the right way. But, mm. you know, you don't, you don't need to be doing that side of things. 100%. Um, it's a low yeah, blow. It's a, it's yeah. a low blow. Yeah. But it's funny because Perk called him out. Like, he said, you know, you can go after my takes. You can go after the way I dress, the way I look, whatever. But, you know, don't be calling me that. And, you know, it, like, it just went a full-on explicit rant too, eh? Like, yeah. you know, Saying dropping like, F-bombs and everything. Every- Everyone knows you're not about it. You're all yeah, 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 yeah. What did he say? You, you, everyone knows you won't bust grapes in a fruit yeah. fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that Draymond seems to be one of those guys. Like you get in a like a, you know, just a friendly argument about something, and then like it ends up, you know, like he you're steps probably you out. one. Yeah, that's right. He starts getting really fucked. Like, he's like, fuck, I'm losing. Fuck, shit. Yeah, mm. want to fight? Yeah, yeah. 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 Those guys. Just, just handle it sometimes, man. Yeah. Everyone can lose an argument. It's just how it mm. goes. And I think that comes across in the court as well. Dr- Dr- Draymond's that guy, like, you walk past and you happen to just glance just on your left oh, or right oh. side. And then the person turns to goes, oh, you've got an eye problem. Like, mm. it's, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's that guy. Just, you know, fake, fake tough shit. Like, not really about it, but, you know, wants everyone to know or to think that he's about it. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I do like about Perk. Like, mm. yeah, his, some of his takes are horrid, but mm-hmm. horrible, right? But there's a, a genuine sort of uh, sense coming across from him, even mm. though, it's, you know, some of them are crazy, but it's not like the Stephen A and Cal who, mm. like, there is think, a bit of it. I like think some teacher. of them are. I think, I think you can tell when he's got a genuine take, even if it's bad. Um, but yeah, there, there are times when he, I think he even admitted as much. He did the, the, uh, the JJ Reddick podcast mm. and he, he sort of hinted at, you know, that there are times when he gets told what to say type thing or yeah. the narrative he has to push or whatever side he has to be on. Yeah. And you can sort of tell because he, his argument for that side isn't, isn't very good. But when he truly believes in something, his arguments actually can be pretty, pretty solid. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I, I I just like Draymond's podcast is pretty like I don't know if you guys have listened to it. It is pretty good, you know, especially around finals time when it was like, especially after that loss they had and he did one and it was like really like info informative and oh, got a yeah. deep a deep dive. His analysis on. is really good, eh? Like, yeah, it is. yeah, that's a hundred percent. And but to go from that to like just low blowing ESPN analysts just because it's like. Like you come on, bro. You don't need to do that, man. Like, just you know, be above it. Don't like. Yeah. Who cares what people say? Like, just keep it moving. You know, J. Just be like JJ. JJ's podcast, I think, is probably one of the best basketball podcasts going, and it's because he's authentic and he's not trying to be something that mm. he's not. You know. Mm. And Draymond's just trying to put on this character, and it just doesn't feel authentic to me. It's a, a bit of a fake chip on the shoulder. Yeah, it's just it's just like, yeah. bro, bro, you just won the NBA title. Like, come on, you can't be yeah. that mad. That's even what Perkins said. Bro, yeah, you just come won on. your fourth. You just won your fourth ring. Why are you yeah. worried about me? Yeah, you booked yourself into the Hall of Fame. Like, come on, like just let it, let it, let it chill, bro. Yeah. Like, let it be. Yeah, that's yeah. What, yeah. This was the good thing about Perk is like that. Like, he mm. just doesn't care. He's just mm. oh well. He as he sees carry on and sort of you know he just brushes mm. it off his shoulder and. Well, I'll I'll tell you this, like, 
and just outside looking in, like, I wouldn't want to mess with Perk on any level. Like, he seems oh, like... Talk to Stephen like, Adams about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like, just, he doesn't seem the type of dude that you want to, you know, meet in a dark alley. Like, Draymond's yeah, fake shit. Like, Perk, I think he's, you know, from Texas, he's about it. Stephen Adams' story is um, when he, you know, that, you know, first come into the league story mm. was like battling Perk in practice and he just got hammered by Perk. Yeah. He, I think he wanted, like, Perk said, I'm the only raised back or something or still yeah, back in this like, gym yeah. or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, and just bodied him. Yeah. You know, this is, we're talking Steve Adams, notably one of the toughest dudes in the NBA. So, yeah. Just, but in general, like, the media shit's just getting out of hand nowadays. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, like, that bit, like, the infighting between the media and the players, like, even the mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook and Bayless it's shit. Good. Yeah, it's just, it's getting fucking out of hand right now. It's just On like, both sides, eh? Both mm-hmm. sides. Both sides, Not just yeah. one. Both sides. Like, you know, Skip's basically, like, you know, fucking trying to be Mr. Tough Guy and tell him to come on the podcast and then... Westbrook's like, yeah, don't you ever never say that to me in yeah. my face. It's like, bro, Skip's like 60 years old, bro. Like, what are yeah, you... Yeah. What are, what what are you going to do? You're not going to yeah. actually swing on him. Yeah, what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, Westbrook's it's... similar to Draymond in that. Well, not with that, not with that ugly stance he did against the Pistons. <laughs> but that, <laughs> he's, not beating, he's not beating anybody up with that ugly fucking stance. Shit. Like, they, they need to take uh, a page out of LeBron's book. Um, mm. No, like... LeBron, how many tweets does Skip have about LeBron? Thousands. And LeBron has never acknowledged he exists. And yeah, I think like, that's what fucks off Skip the most. Yeah. Eh? Like, he just never acknowledged can't crack, it, yeah. can't crack him. Like, people over the years that have gone at Skip, like, he's done it to Terrell Owens, he's done it to fucking Chris Bosh, all these other people, and they've all reacted back to him. But LeBron's the one that's just never been like, LeBron's just like, oh, fuck you, I don't even know you. Like, don't even talk yeah. to me. Yeah, you're only yeah. famous because of me. <laughs> yeah, it is getting a bit insane. Yeah. It, really it's, it's just like, it, it just feels like every single analysis, like a Skip, Colin Coward, Bill Simmons, like, those dudes are just looking for, like, you know, shit to, to rile up and get their ratings up. It just feels like that. Like, even if you go back a couple months ago, the shit with um, Simmons and Jalen Green. Like going out of his way to like just you know shit on the fact that he made yeah. the rookie team like it was just not needed like it's just unnecessary. I don't think that one was that bad to be honest. I think I think that one. one was taken a little bit out of context. Mm, yeah, but, because I think he had Jalen Green on the podcast not long after that. Yeah, that, like that, and they talked about it. Yeah, but also that being said, uh, was that just wasn't needed? Is, 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 yeah, is I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Fucking shit. I tell you though, his mate, his good mate Rosillo, is actually actually on the improve. He's actually challenged. I've listened to a bit of Simmons and Rosillo lately, and he's actually challenging Simmons on a lot of stuff. I think because mm. he's actually putting in a lot of analysis work. I've actually like to just take the word for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um... yeah but, honestly, I think yeah, because I wasn't a fan before, but I'm just starting to listen to a bit more, and it's been pretty good. I did listen to the one on Monday, and he—you were right. He did challenge him on a few things. As I think it was, they were talking about. Oh, I can't remember what it was, but like, yeah, Rosillo came back and you know, sort of like, hang on, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, you're right though. The Rosillo has gone a little bit better, but I just can't get over the fact that the Trump thing was a couple. Was it last year or the year before? That was just like, 
nah, fuck, fuck that guy. Yeah, I don't really care. Like, mm. I don't take their political things into consideration as long as they talk good hoops. Um, mm. Mm. No, that's that's just me personally, but um, mm. yeah, I think he's on the improve. But so back to the media player problem, just quickly, what do we do to solve it? Is it just a fact people just got to start listening to like um, the Dunker spot and Buddy Zach Lowe podcast and the mismatch and that's, you know, that's guys that actually know what right? it is. Like the, you know, did you guys see all the positive buzz when JJ and CJ McCullum were owning Stephen A? Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. that's like, I think it actually falls on ESPN to, to do that. Like, you know, they do this shit with bad takes because it gets clicks because people retweet it and go, this was dumb. You know, I'm guilty of it too. But like, if they keep putting guys like JJ and CJ, not Pat Bev, I didn't like Pat Bev on, on those shows because all <laughs> he, he was... did was talk shit about Chris Paul, but he didn't actually analyze anything. <laughs> but JJ and CJ, like, just destroyed Stephen A multiple times over like two or three weeks. And those things, like, they went huge. Like, people are like, oh, this is what actual good basketball analysis looks like. Or look how Stephen A is being put in his place. Like, you know, that, so ESPN have to go, oh, people like this? Okay, let's do more of this. And keep putting guys like JJ and and uh, uh, CJ and, and, you know, other guys like that who will challenge the shitty takes. I wonder, but, I wonder if it's like the final sort of push from things like ESPN and going, oh, man, a lot of these listeners and viewers are changing over to these more analytical shows. Let's make mm-hmm. a real push. To like go on some fucking hot takes and stir shit up just to draw back that attention because we know what it's like. We know what the internet. We know what human nature is like. We go to the negative. We we mm. would talk it, like what feeds Facebook, Twitter, everything is negative, right? Everything is goes towards the negative rather than the positive. Like positive, we might really go, oh, that's cool. Mm. We're not going to comment. See something that you fucking hate? Oh, this is bullshit. Straight away, you know, yeah. like. Everything revolves off the negativity, like, uh, and is that the push from these big ESPNs and just to go, let's get Stephen A to come in and say something stupid to roll everyone up, and it and, and it gets the clicks more than the positive stuff or smarter analytical thinking. It's is it an NBA related thing because like I follow the NFL quite religiously as you as you two know, um, and it's not as bad with nfl as it is with the nba like it just seems like the nba is the drama seems to drive a lot of their hype and you get especially on the nfl side you get a lot more analytical people Mm. covering the game i guess because from an x's and o's standpoint the Mm. nfl is like it's got a you know it's pretty much a chess match between the offense and defense every Mm. time but it just feels like specifically it just feels like a specific nba thing like just because of all the drama it's like they it's like a it's like a fucking soap like every it day it's, it's a, a soap it's a 365 day a year soap opera hmm. it and is. The, it would be so much better if we could fucking get people like nikaias duncan and and that kind of person into like our mainstream shows more often rather than your skip baylesses and your stephen a smith's hmm. talking about basketball because it, i always listen to that kind of analysis rather than the fucking shitty soap opera rubbish that's been going on lately like i'm i'm amazed speaking of nikaias 
like that no one's hired that man like a major network like he's like he's oh, so it's, good it's coming i think yeah it, it it's he, coming. Was, he was just on the he was on the uh the low post the Lowe pod yeah yeah, yeah yeah and and zach Lowe even said like oh, you're one of the people i will read anything you write i will listen to anything you put out mm. so yeah he, he's yeah, definitely got something in the world and yeah, kevin, sure. kevin o'connor's had him on too that's yes. what i like about those two dudes and um o'connor and Lowe. they they get they because they're they're fucking you know even deeper than us and into you know the nba twitter world and mm. they just that's their life right yeah mm. and um they know they see who's these, popular and... yeah and they've got no qualms on bringing on those guys. It's yeah. just really good. It's yeah. Yeah. If I if I want to know about why Miami run their zone defense and mm-hmm. you know specific you know situations in the playoffs mm. compared to the regular season, those are the type of things yeah. I like listening. to. Mm. But like, if I'm just looking for some fucking quick ha ha shit, you know, make me laugh sort of thing, ESPN, you know, Stephen A. and Skip are the sort of mm. person, yeah, that you you know for more the casual. Person. And maybe and maybe it's just the the negative attention thing because because ESPN have actually done some good things too like as you say mm. bringing on CJ and JJ mm. and, but they've also like brought in Malika Andrews mm. who who's, who's got a way better basketball brain than fucking Rachel yes. Nichols. Oh bro, that 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 yeah. woman's been a they fucking breath, of, that was a, that breath was a of fresh move. air yeah oh. she's been a breath of fresh air since she's been leading the NBA charge for them yeah and all the WNBA players that they had on like they they know the game you know like mm. it's really good to see but maybe they just don't get that attention mm. because skip says something fucking stupid or you know Steve, yeah Stephen a whatever the hell he says you know like that just gets more attention mm. at the end of the day and maybe it's just human human nature uh, and and I think and just on the players view from it like I think the players understand now, like, you know, if that one of those guys say something, if I say something, it's good for my brand. So it's like... I'm in the yeah, news. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the news. Like, mm. like how many... Like, Westbrook's been hearing that shit about Westbrook for years, or Westbrook for years. Like, it's not it's not nothing new. And then all yeah. of a sudden, just before the often... Before his often, he comments. It's just mm. create... It's, it's just... It just fuck it, it's bullshit. Like they're I to the I think they're in cahoots with each other. <laughs> Every the players and the media, they just drum up this fake shit so that people you know, people the regular people can be fucking interested in it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a nice little conspiracy theory. that's what I think. You know, they fucking text each other and you know, they can ask to their numbers and whatnot. Oh, like, hey, hey, I'm gonna origin. text this but, Yeah. I'm gonna text this about you. I don't mean it, but just pretend that I I mean it, okay? And then yeah, I I think they're in with each other. Player empowerment to the to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, control well, of the media. Just, just like in the eighties and nineties, man, the the newspaper writers dictated what yeah. you know, like Magic and Bird and Jordan did. It's the same thing. Yeah, just hand another. in hand. Yeah. yeah, hand in hand. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think that's about it. We have a few talking points here. One mm. thing I did quickly want to mention about Brooklyn, and he's <laughs> our boy from New Zealand, Sean Marks, and we sort of knew this at the time before the Kyrie and KD thing. Mm. We said he had balls doing it, and it might, I think we said it then, it might make or break him. 
And now, you know, it got to the point where he had Harden and Kyrie and Katie were like, this team is going to be unstoppable in the postseason. Three prime isolation scorers, carry on, carry on, carry on. Doesn't matter who else you have with them. But we said it before then, like, make it's going to make or break him. But we also said he's got to take that chance. Is he going to cop a bit of shit for this whole situation? Like, or do we do we actually have to put some blame on him here? Um, I don't think blame's the right word because, like you said, you know, you have to take a chance, especially, you know, those three. Like, if you if you just think back to the year before those three came together, they were, you know one of those, you know, up and rising sort. Like, they reminded me of a team that was just on the rise. And, you know, they had a really good playoff series. I think it was against the Sixers that year when it was Jared Dudley and Simmons got into it in one of the series. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. They, they had a really good series. Um, You know, they were on the rise, you know, everything. They had to have that. They had to take their chance because they weren't going anywhere with a D'Angelo Russell-led team. You know, they weren't going to do anything special. They have to have to take their chance. So, I'm not I don't think it comes back on him as much. I just think ultimately it just comes down to the fact that, you know, especially in the NBA nowadays, look, look at the, like the Celtics, for example, right? Like they've been together for how long and they finally made it to the finals this year. Like chemistry has to account for something. Okay. Mm. Like you can't just chuck a random assorted, you know, three guys in and then, you know, use other people to, you know, build their chemistry. It does. It just doesn't work. And I think, if, if anything, we look back at the Miami Heat run of those big three, and like it's amazing that they achieved what they did because that was basically what the model that everyone is using for the superstar super team sort of thing. But they've been the only ones that have successfully been able to do it. Every other team that's tried to replicate it hasn't been able to do it that way. Yeah, those LeBron teams are the sort yeah. of exception, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Because you get the other the other winners, or well, the Spurs won in 2014. Then the Warriors, so built you know, through the draft, been, yeah, yeah, built through the draft, yeah. Sell as you said, Celtics have been together. Well, Smart's been there for like eight, nine years. Tatum and Brown, Brown and Tatum, yeah. five years, four years. Um, Horford, you know, Horford. been around. It, it just comes back down to the fact that you know chemistry plays a big, big part of you, you know, being successful. And sometimes it's just better to stick stick to the you know, stick to the pace and, you know, tr- keep trying every yep. year rather than just fucking blow it up every chance you can get. So we're giving Marks a pass here. Yeah, so. I, I, I think so. I, I, yeah. I, I think so. It's So someone said it today, and I can't remember who it was, but they said, um, you know, Kevin Durant, to, if you, the, taking the chance to get Kevin Durant is worth every headache you have to endure. Mm. Even so, Kyrie. Yeah. Um, they and they then they went on to said the headache. Uh, uh, Kyrie, it's not worth the headache. But mm. but so you know you don't you don't bring in Kyrie if you're to not get getting Katie. Durant. Yeah. But to get Durant, you bring in a, K, a Kyrie. Like th- this is the chance they had to take. Yeah. And, and if, any GM in that situation would have taken that chance. Hundred percent. You'd be absolutely crazy not. Yeah. Like yeah, oh, no, no thanks. I'm gonna run it back with Karis Levitt. No, come on. Yeah. Let, yeah, let me. Yeah, let me just use Jared Dudley. You yeah, know? no, it's just that. It's just you know you have to take that chance, man. Like Kevin yeah. Durant, you know, if he's wanting to come to your team, you know, you have to take that chance. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like, think I think know, we have to talk that out there because 
Mm. I think there's going to be a bit of shit on Sean Marks if yeah, there'll be a little if this bit. ultimately just crashes and burns the season. Well, yeah. it's 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 a bit it's a bit unfair. The only thing that you could probably you know give him a bit of shit for was adding Allen, Jared Allen to that Harden trade, even though they had to do it. Yeah, they gave like, it away. But they they gave, gave, away. gave him away basically for free, and then mm. he becomes an all star, you know, big man. You know, and you got just, Blake Griffin guarding Giannis and the yeah, yeah, and and you know got poor Millsap, you know, fucking last year and halfway through this Corpse year trying to Millsap, yeah, yeah, just you know fucking just corpses of dudes where you could have just held on to Jared Allen. Like that's probably the only thing you could probably give him shit for. You know, the the Katie and Kyrie, especially the Kyrie stuff, you can't blame him for that. Like Kyrie's just like as we mentioned earlier, like he's just a complete fuckwit. So you know he. Can't plan for that. And then the Harden and Simmons. Yeah. Oh, they're all in Sim- moves. They're all in yeah. moves, aren't they? Okay. I think this Simmons thing will be TBC until you know next this this coming mm. season. Um, if it ends up being as bad as it looks like, you know, what's been going on with him the last six months, then definitely, you know, ends up being you know shit mo- you know something that you can grill him over. All right, boys, is that us? Any other points that we want to bring up quickly before we mm. sign off on the pod? Yeah, I got, I got nothing. Uh, don't sign PJ Tucker, please, Daryl Morey. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's signing him. It's... At the right price, at the right yeah. price. Or, and Eric Gordon. <laughs> Actually, on, on the on the PJ Tucker thing, so it sounds like Miami said, hey, we'll give you three years, but only at eight mil. But Philly's like, no, 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 three years, ten mil, we got you. So, so fucking, it's so fucking yeah. dumb. But I don't, uh, I don't know how you guys can get Eric Gordon. That, that's the contracts my, don't match. The there's, contracts there's don't no, match. I looked at it in the trade machine, and unless someone's taking Tobias, you cannot get Eric. Yeah, Gordon. I'm like, it has to be Tobias, doesn't it? Yeah, it has so to be. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that one too much. I'm so sick of it. Like I haven't spoken about them for months, and they just pissed me off, and they haven't even started the season yet. They just <laughs> so fuck that team, man. At least look at look at the silver lining. You got Melton. I think that's a really good pickup. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm. And I, I saw Harden doing some. You know, he went for a run the other day, which was nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! He's starting the off season early. Yeah. Well, he's he's got a lot to prove, man. Like yeah. he, you know, people people think he's washed. Did he run up his, there? His ego, his ego won't allow that. Did he run no. up that Philly street? Oh, uh, I think that that boat cruise. I think it was boat cruiser. I think it was Hill Sprints. I'm pretty sure, if, it, if I'm not wrong, it was Hill Sprints. Was it so my... your club at the top of the hill? Oh, uh, fuck no. So I think he's been he's been training off-season with Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker, so I guess that's where all this... Let's bring it back. Yeah, let's run it back. Let's trade for Roko. I swear to God, man. Fuck this team. <laughs> Let's end it there. Let's end it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers, boys, for coming on. Uh, off-season free agency coming up, so we'll be talking about that next week. And this Kendrick Lamar pod, we've been talking about at the end of each pod, but it's in the works. Very, very we'll get soon. it there. We're ready we'll to get go. there. We'll yeah. get there. So cheers, boys, once again. Over and out. Peace. Peace.